on your left, Marvel Talk, and get into Geek Episode 11. Channel Things Marvel on the big and little screens. Mitch here and Captain Marvel himself. Hello, Matthew. What's up? Hello. I, I wore a Marvel shirt today. I saw that. It's yeah. very good. It's very good. Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor as the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Paul went out for the Powerpuff Girls because the live action series as of, what, two weeks ago? It's... Oh yeah, and they had Chloe Bennett in it yep, too. Another Marvel tie, and it's been it's been kaput. I know that. Mm. Like, was that the show they reshot the pilot? I feel like that's. I feel Something like that like show's that. been coming for a long while. Yeah. Like, and when I read the cancellation, I'm like, has like that already happened? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, but um, hey. Look, to be fair, I don't think I've ever actually seen a whole episode of Powerpuff Girls. So yeah. I'm not really that upset about it. I don't know who it was going to be for. If it was like bringing the animation mm. back, maybe it was for the old school animation. We're going to bring back an old animation show but make it live action. I'm like, who is this even for anymore? Yeah, I mean, look, Futurama. They've just dropped on Disney Plus this week. Mm-hmm. Dropped their brand new episode after their like third cancellation. Oh, They're yeah. back. Yeah, the Phoenix. Imagine, imagine if they just went, oh, look, we can do live action instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah people would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, and we're aiming it at children that have never watched the old show. Yeah, and go. And kids love live action stuff. And they... we're going to throw a hundred million at it. Yeah, because that's what Disney does. Yeah, and we're going to make everybody sexy. Yeah. Professor Farnsworth is going to be sexy. Yeah. That fish guy, sexy. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, it's a good time for Captain Marvel to be in because I want to talk about uh, Captain Marvel, uh, the Marvels. Oh, how convenient! Mm-hmm. Now, look, uh, we're going to wrap things up because I want to talk about Secret Invasion, uh, the. Uh, penultimate episode uh, we're heading towards the season finale as we record it's mm-hmm. happening tomorrow night uh, episode 6 of say season finale could be series could finale, be series finale you, yeah. would, you would argue um, but there's a few other things I want to get uh, get your thoughts on uh, firstly uh, that is the Marvel's trailer and literally four seconds before we go to and hit record I'm like hang on a second I haven't seen it yet <laughs> so uh, and you were there saying let's do a live reaction now I'm not going to subject anyone listening uh, to hearing my nods and huh yeah. for the next two and a half minutes so we might uh, skip all through but I'm going to give you maybe an immediate reaction yeah. if you don't mind sitting around for the next two and a half minutes look, while I experience you say you haven't seen, spoiler alert going in you kind of have seen it mm. it's not hugely different to the previous one I'm not sure why we needed this one okay but there are a couple of uh, like key little things that they've added mm. in I think is there a different needle drop I think there is yeah I mean, it's Captain Marvel, the sequel. I mean, mm. it, it's nothing if not going to be a great soundtrack of of, of needle drops. Yeah, true. Perhaps we should we should make our own like wish list of what. <laughs> Although, it's, is it going to be nine? It's it's going to be modern day, so yeah. it's not going to make much sense to drop like TLC's waterfalls in the middle of it or something like that. Mm. So, oh no, they did waterfalls already, didn't they? Did they? Mm. Yeah, and during the car, wasn't it? When they when when she and Nick Fury were in the car, maybe in the first one. Wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's God. It's been a when like, I say it's been a minute. I don't think I've seen that. Off the big screen, that film. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. Fake fan. Yeah, I'll probably wear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to fire it up now. Carol Danvers, prodigal child of the Milky Way. Hey. Who's a good kitty, Gus? Oh my God! I can't. Can you? I got it. All right. That's the new trailer for the Marvels. Um, yeah, that was cool. Um, I mean, first, it's it is weird play. It's it's weird watching that and seeing Nick Fury there. Yeah, not knowing how this show, Secret Invasion, that we will talk about, is going to end, especially when there was only a difference of a week that they released the tr- like. I know Comic Con was over the weekend, mm. but there wasn't a lot of Marvel Studios presence, and even if there were, like the actors can't be part of it, all that sort of stuff. But um, 
like had we have gotten the two episode premiere, like you know we spoke about the other week, I had access to the first two episodes, and yeah. then when it came to actually air them, they were like, no, no, we're going to do one a week. Had they have done the two. The season finale, series finale of Secret Invasion would have been last Wednesday and that trailer dropped on the Thursday and it would have made more sense because then we know where Nick Fury's place is, whether or not this movie is a sequel or a prequel. Didn't you say when we did episode one and two that the Marvels was pushed back and actually would have... Yeah, well, it it should have been out by... It was definitely July. Yes, so it would have potentially premiered before Secret Invasion. Uh, I want to say... Oh, and no, I guess, I I guess Secret Invasion came out like June, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like June, was it June 21 that it premiered? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. That would be weird to have Secret Invasion happening while the Marvels is in. Mm. Would have been in, in cinemas. cinemas. So maybe they would have had it worked out. I, you would dare say they'd had it worked out perfectly that it would have wrapped up. You know, what, what are we looking at tomorrow night, the 25th? And then oh, I swear it was, tw- I want to say that it was July I'm 27. July 27 is in my mind being on the poster, which would have been the American release date. Yeah. So maybe that was their initial plan was to have the season finale and then a day later here, two days later in the US, have this movie come out and just yeah. work off the momentum of the show that probably, in fairness to it, um, regardless of how much I may or may not have enjoyed it, hasn't really built up enough. So anyway, I mean, well, maybe the last episode is just going to drop. Yeah, because I I did say that in episode one and two. I was like, like obviously, you know, spoiler alert for when we get into the secret invasion chat with the whole roadie thing. It's like that doesn't feel like as as big enough Mm. reveal to me. Mm. So yeah, maybe there'll be something bigger um, in the final episode that will then roll straight into into the Marvels. Yeah, my, I mean, a lot of that vision was very much the same as what we saw in the first one, Mm. but I feel like the. The big takeaway for that from me is when they talked about the three of them having light-based powers. Yeah, and why specifically these three are partnering up when they've never come across each other before, if you're a casual enough viewer. Yeah, and if you look at the idea that Carol's powers came from the Tesseract, Monica's came from Wanda Mm. via, what was the stone in Loki's scepter? That would have been the Mind Stone that ended up in, in, in... Vision. Um, in vision. Yeah. So she got a powers from there. Um, and then obviously Kamala, well, who knows at this point whether she's a mutant or it's the bracelet or it's a combination or yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows. But something that the thing that stuck out to me the most is they talked about how Carol's powers absorb light. Mm. Now, we haven't seen MCU Carol do that before. Her power seems kind of infinite. One of my favorite iterations of Carol Danvers is Ms. Marvel. Uh, from uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. She, she shows up in season two where they actually tell a, the secret invasion story as well and there's super scrolls and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And yeah, she's more like a uh, like bishop from the X-Men where it's like she gets hit with an energy blast, she absorbs it and redirects it back. Right. She doesn't just have this infinite sort of blast capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. coming from her. So... Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see if they maybe retcon slash retroactively reveal more about her powers. Maybe the reason we've seen her sort of kind of infinitely powered in the past is because it's she's in her binary state, mm. or maybe she's she they say she just they just go full Superman. She's like, oh, she absorbs her light from from suns yeah. when she's in space. I don't know, but that's got me excited because I think. That's one of the hardest things with, as much as I love the Carol Danvers character, the hardest part with the with the MCU Captain Marvel is, yeah, she's kind of, invo- like, 
there's no stakes in a lot of way because she can't be hurt. She can't be, you know. Yeah, we have to ride um, her out of most of Avengers Endgame because yeah, otherwise because she's going to solve this. Yeah, because of her power this. level. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you if you put a cap on the amount of, of power, <laughs> cap, on the <laughs> amount of power she has and it's more she's got to absorb to then redirect. Yeah. That makes her infinitely more interesting to me. Yeah. Someone who knows the character even as well as you do, because a lot of the complaints I've heard since the first movie came out, like it was a, a an origin story, and then we get next to nothing of her in Endgame, is that p- fans of the character have said, we haven't even seen Captain Marvel yet. You know, we, we, We've had a go and a half of her so far, but we haven't actually seen who she really is. We've gotten the making of her, and then we get a little sprinkle of it from Endgame, but it was mostly an action scene, so we didn't really get to experience what she might have been like you know, 20, 30 years down the track. Mm. Even just watching that trailer and the little snippets out of context, does, does that feel to you a little bit closer to the character than what you know of her, or too early to uh, say still? Too early to say, mm. I think. it's And yeah, and it's obviously it's Brie Larson's interpretation of that character, so yeah. much in the same way that I love the animated versions of Carol that I've seen and the live actions doesn't kind of meet that what I'm used to. Mm. I feel like the voice actresses are better. Then there's the flip side with um, Kamala Khan where the animated versions I've seen of her, I can't stand. That's right, yeah, But yeah. then Aman Vellani <laughs> is just so fucking adorably just wholesome and just... I, I love what she's doing with the character. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, six one half. It's it's funny. It's it kind of all uh, Thanos would love it. It's all kind of perfectly balanced yeah. in the end because then, <laughs> you know, I look at the costumes like because it looks like there's a lot of costume changes in terms of the uniforms and stuff like in there. Well, especially at the end, we only get that real quick snippet of Monica. Yeah. In in her whatever she's going to be called, we don't know. Yeah. But uh, in her outfit, right at the end, we get a little. Oh, hang on, that's the that's the first and only time we see it in the entire trailer. Presumably at the end, you know, yeah. where they. I, they... I would say she's going to go by photon. That's my that's my call. She's going to go by photon. Of the ones that I know, that 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 would be my that tip would make the most as sense. well. Be, and yeah. just just sound, you know, and how different it is from everything else. Just it's, yeah, I, yeah, I think and that'd be the way to go. Photon light. They're establishing the light yes. based powers. I think that's I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for me, Maria is the constant. Where every shot of her, she looks awesome. Mm. No matter what she's wearing, costume wise. I she said looks Monica. Awesome. Sorry, yeah, Maria. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> um, whereas Carol, I think in this, she's got arguably her best costume, which mm. is what we saw at the end of Ms. Marvel, and you sort of, you know, we saw shots of it here. But then the outfit she's in at the end of the movie looks like it could be her worst costume so far because <laughs> she had some bad ones in um, in Endgame and, and that kind of thing as well. And then, yeah, and then Ms. Marvel's the same. It's like, I love her, her her costume from the show and it looks to be pretty much the same thing here, maybe some slight tweaks, updates here and there. Mm. But then she gets like her final battle costume, which is kind of like her space costume, which is referenced to one of the games, I believe. Mm. doesn't look as good. So, yeah, okay. yeah there's a lot, looks like there's for a lot of costume changes and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I'm interested. It looks interesting. And also, the the way this is cut up maybe is what is sticking out to me a bit more than the first. I know the first one was a, was a teaser trailer. It's an announcement trailer almost. But it's really sticking out to me now just to the casual viewer, which... By this stage, the the MCU is fifteen years old. There's a lot of fans. There are, there are children that are now adults. This is a generational thing now. But Disney, Marvel, they're still going to be after the casual viewer because they want that money. If you're only watching the films, and like, hey, you and I, we're watching everything. Yeah. My brother Lincoln, massive MCU fan. I know that he watched Hawkeye. I would be very surprised if he's went back to any 
Marvel TV yeah, well, post-Hawkeye. So it's been a while, so he hasn't seen Miss... I definitely know he hasn't seen Miss Marvel. He probably forgets that Monica Rambeau was from uh, WandaVision. So you watch this trailer, and they just throw these characters up on screen like, hey... Remember them? Yeah. But it's like a lot of people would be like, no, I, I don't. I don't, know. Yeah, I don't yes. know what that is. Now, in saying that, they're also not going, oh, you missed a lot. You should go back and watch it. I guess that's – it's still a movie. It Yes, in, in chronology, there it is going to follow those two shows, but they're still going to tell you everything you need to know in a movie yeah. because they still know, as a business, they're going to make more money out of – People going to watch the movie. They, they don't, as much as they want you to go and get a Disney subscription to watch these shows, they know that not everyone is doing that. Um, but just as a as a trailer, the way that it's cut up, it really stood out to me that yeah. this is it's it seems more for the fans that know who Rambo and yeah. know who Khan are. Yeah, I mean, infamously, um, me as as a you know Whedonverse fanboy, mm. it's like I saw the Serenity film before I saw any of the Firefly TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like while I still enjoyed that film. Like, start to finish, I was like, yeah, that was great. Everything made sense. I knew who all these characters, except for maybe Book, I knew who all these characters were. Mm. And then it's like, only after going back and watching the TV series and realizing they were kind of, I was like, oh, and then it sort of added that extra level of enjoyment. Mm. But yeah, it didn't, it wasn't like I was confused in um, Serenity. Yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed, you know, this can, you know, be a similar kind of thing. Where yeah. You're not confused. It gives you enough info. And it looks like the chemistry between the three is going to carry it through. Again, this could be a, a very well-edited trailer. You bring in the intergalactic, mm. a, a different version of that song than the first trailer. And I actually really like this version, yeah. too. It's really cool. Um, yeah, but after Logan, I don't trust any trailers. So until... <laughs> <laughs> that was a great trailer it was. with a great song that became yeah. huge because of that. Yeah, um, best but... trailer ever for the... <laughs> not, I... not great payoff. Come on, come on. Um, but yeah, it lo- like they look like they're... They're going to get on well together in the movie. It's going to live or die by their chemistry. And again, it could just be the way that they cut up the trailer. It looks like Sam Jackson has more of a role in there yeah. than maybe I would have expected as well. So, yeah. um, I, can, I can see people may people who haven't watched Ms. Marvel or didn't like Ms. Marvel, I think could be put off by that. Like there's that one shot where it's Kamala's just like, oh my God, are we going to be a team? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I could see people hating that. Yep. Like that's, that's a very polarizing kind of thing. But having watched Ms. Marvel and enjoy it and enjoying her performance, to me, I was like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's adorable. Because the other two are going to fucking hate it. Yeah. They're just going to be the most sour-faced bitches about <laughs> Like, even at the end, when you see, like, Monica's just like, oh, can you handle this? I yeah. can't. I can't. There's going to be you a know? lot of that going on. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, okay. November ten is the is the date in the trailer. It'll obviously be America, so November nine. So it's, I mean, it's not that long of a wait, and it's probably a good thing mm. because I reckon they would have moved it again if it was coming out this week. It would have been very different. But the way that these movies are going to um, be affected by the ongoing strikes, it was going to be moved anyway. And, yeah. and the fact that we've got to wait that much longer for the next uh, MCU film, uh, and then it's probably going to be a little bit of a wait again after that it's probably a uh, a good place for it and, and is, in the and is there any MCU between Secret Invasion and Marvels like is TV yeah is, yeah. Uh, is Loki back Loki before then? back in um, October and okay. then um, Echo is a full season so Loki say I don't know maybe runs for six episodes yeah. it's getting a weekly release from the beginning of October till what mid-November and then I think it's the end of November maybe the start of December all episodes of Echo are coming yeah. out at once. I, they've really lost faith in Echo. Um, Seemingly, yeah. There was a I, you know, I collect the the mini mates, yeah, the figurines. They would do the coming up was a new Daredevil release, mm-hmm. and there's going to be um like Electra as Daredevil, 
Yellow Armored Daredevil, a new Kingpin, a new Bullseye, and um, Typhoid Mary, and then the other one in the six pack was going to be Echo. Mm. And it looked like an amazing figure. We've never had an Echo figure before. They just announced at Comic Con. It's now a five pack, and they've dropped oh. Echo. Not even replaced it. Just like yeah. Now we already it. have Kingpins. We already have Bullseyes. We already have a thousand Daredevil, you know, figures and that kind of stuff. An Echo figure doesn't exist, mm. and they've dropped it. And, you know, there was talk around when they said they were releasing it Netflix-style, all episodes at once, which is very anti the way that Disney Plus have been doing it with the Marvels because they want your subscriptions. They want want that uh, that monthly money over the period of two or three. Everyone's like, oh, well, it's obviously dog shit. And then the reports come out going, no, it was – Kevin Feige said it was unwatchable and they needed to reshoot all this other stuff. And that's why they're just burning it. They've already put that much money into it. Just release it all at once. The bad press will go away in five days rather than over the course of six weeks. Mm. But, um, I mean – that was also those rumors reports were coming out around about the same time that people are bitching about Ant-Man being a piece of shit. And oh, well the last TV series that we got was Miss Marvel and it had, you know, low viewership, even though it's highly rated, it didn't get great um, viewer numbers. I mean, streamers don't tend to release them anyway so i don't know where a lot of people yeah. are pulling these facts and figures that yeah. they're that oh, they're cl- you've got to use the air quotes when you say facts very very heavily yeah so uh anyway i mean that yeah that, that was a fun trailer yeah. i I'd, I'd heard of a bit of negativity around it over the last you know five days since it got released but that was my first well, time and, yeah, and that's fun obviously the the neckbeards were never a fan mm. of um yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, so. and then I mean, Monica was sort of hidden amongst One Division, but then weren't a fan of Miss Marvel. So all of a sudden, yeah. you shove all three of them together, and it's like, oh, and hang, hang on, I can only hate this so much. Now I've got to hate it even more because all these people that I hate are in well, it together. And it's, and it's that catch twenty two of it's like, okay, so Captain Marvel was a female hero mm. and had a male villain in Yonrog. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, because you just hate men. Oh, it's all about hating men. And then this one, it's going to be a female villain. So they're going to be like, oh, no men in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, you, <laughs> you can't, can't win. win. <laughs> you can't win. So you just don't engage. And the th- funny, I mean, we mentioned it back in our um, Black Panther review, is that that was a female-led... I hate when they come... We're, making, we're going to make a female-led blah. You know, yeah. Star Wars is going to be a female-led TV series. It's going to be like, you say that, and again, you shouldn't not say it because you're going to piss off the neckbeards or something. But Black Panther came out, and that was a female-led film in multiple ways across many storylines but because it wasn't marketed that way everyone just went in going oh this is going to be the farewell Chadwick Boseman film and how do they push on with that character in that world and it wasn't until you sit back after watching it for two and a half hours going oh that was a female led film Yeah, but no one bitched about that because they didn't go in with that like knowledge of like oh and that's the thing I'm going yeah. in there to hate whereas this it's very clearly hey it's got three lead stars that are women it's yeah. got a female villain and uh, like you yeah. said, it's it's the internet. It's just yeah, it's just win. that. I mean, to be fair, like it was it was a terrible marketing campaign for the first one where they did the whole the hero and mm. then dropped the O, and I'm just like yeah 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 yeah. And you know, in that film, yeah, it's, it's not really, it's yeah. not upper echelon MCU. Like it's got plenty of problems, and we had issues to say back. You can go back to our old podcast and mm. and find it. It's a fine movie. Yeah, Why I haven't I've watched it, it plenty of times. I've watched it in four years, not because I hated it. I just. Life's gotten busy the last couple of years. I tend not yeah. to rewatch a lot, as it seems. But yeah. um, I mean, um, yeah, no, I've I've rewatched that way more than I've rewatched any of the Hulk films. Yeah, that's that is very true. Yes, yeah, you, have. you know what I mean. <laughs> or I've seen I've seen Captain Marvel more times than I've seen uh, Iron Man three. Yeah. So mm. you know. Mm. Well, there's a few things I want to talk about, but it might be good to go straight into talking uh, about Miss Marvel, the comic side of things, and you sent it on in a, in a <laughs> okay. So Miss Marvel, right? 
she's a she's an inhuman, right? That's her that's her thing. She's yep. she's inhuman. Yep. And then and the very final minutes of of her series on Disney Plus last year, her friend says, "Oh, it's like you've got a mutation." And it's like, "Hang on, what? Hang on, you." But then they go. No, 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 no. So she's the MCU's first like out and out to the audience mutant. Okay, mm. so they're changing things up. She's not an inhuman. She's a mutant. She's it's same same but different. Yeah. Um. Then they come out over the last couple of months, which is a funny thing that comics do. Like, you imagine a, a television show or a movie franchise that comes out and markets itself based on how it's going to end. Miss mm. Marvel, the, the, whatever the, the latest comic um, storyline series was going on, the death of Miss Marvel. And it's like, oh, okay. So that's, I mean, if you're going to name it that, obviously you're yeah. not hiding from it, but. I thought, oh, the issue where she dies is coming out. No, it was the series is about to debut. It's about yeah. to premiere. Like we, I felt like I was listening to talk about it online for weeks, and then they go, issue one's out now. Oh, okay. And by that stage, people were already pissed off that they were killing off this character. One, because it's the nerd rule. No, no one ever really dies. Yeah. But they were killing her off, and she's dead. She's dead. And then it comes out recently as well after the first issue is released saying hey miss marvel is coming back she's just been killed but she's returning as a mutant and it's going to be written by man Vellani, who plays her who's a super fan of the character apparently an uber nerd she's basically a walking encyclopedia of the mcu yeah she's like she's like correcting kevin feige like well this isn't a 616 this is a you know yeah and she walks on like oh we're gonna do this you know and we're gonna throw back to the 90s and she'll be like hang on no because in this scene in this film this she's basically us but she acts in the things like she's watched the movies that many times Regardless of that, she's actually putting pen to paper and at least playing some type of role in the, yeah. in, in the creative um, of this new series where she's coming back as a mutant, not an inhuman. Yeah. And when you sent that on to me, you didn't seem to be very happy no. about that. Look, the X-Men in the comics is in a weird spot anyway. Mm. It's like at this point now where it's like they're living on this island, Krakoa, but the island is also a mutant. Mm. Uh, and all this weird stuff's going on, and, and then it's like, like a bunch of people were killed, and then the the island brings them back in yeah. eggs, back to life. But it's like even if us as humans die and are brought back in one of these eggs, we have mutant powers. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing. So it's like she died as an inhuman, but regardless of who comes back in one of these eggs that the island chooses to bring back, is a mutant. Right. So, so I did not know any of that. Okay. It's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and like the X Men as a in in the comics, like they've been slowly coming back for years because mm. when Marvel um, Studios and Disney didn't have the rights to the X Men characters in the movies, Marvel Studios were basically you know pushing the X Men down and the mutants down, and bringing the Inhumans really up. pumping up the Inhumans. Going, yeah. no, these are the mutated people that you want to get to know and the super powered people. Yeah. And then the TV show came out. I've still never seen a second of it. Apparently, dog shit. Ever, uh, what that eight episode Inhumans yeah. thing with Anson Mount? Yeah, 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 terrible. Yeah, terrible, right? Yeah, and yeah. even like again, eight episodes. How much damage could it have really done? Obviously enough. And yeah. then Disney, so by, or Marvel. Uh, sorry, so you've got Dis- you've got Black Bolt. You've got his Mrs. Medusa, yep. who her power is she has like prehensile hair. Mm-hmm. So episode one, they shave her head. Yep. And she doesn't have her powers for the entire run. Like, well, we know these Marvel TV shows, mate. They've got to have. 
no powers until like yeah. near the end, and then they give them their costume yeah, and no, their powers. And go, now you're the hero that people have come to yeah, watch. It was terrible, right? So uh, there's been some good cartoony human cartoon stuff. Yeah, uh, and even like there's a great um, other character. He's kind of like the Human Torch, but better. His name's Inferno. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good Inhuman. So yeah, I kind of feel like it's a cop out for for Kamala to come back as a mutant and then they're going to try and use that because that's always the I feel like that's the fallback is like if anyone ever has any problems with anything in any of the films it's like well it was in the comics first <laughs> so it's, I feel like they're trying to retroactively be like okay if we make Kamala a mutant in the comics first yeah. then we can put it in the movies and be like well we did it in the comics first that is I mean that's specific and that's semantic and mm. I love that mm. but also I hate that yeah, yeah. well and yeah like and I, I want to transition from that comic into another thing that was announced at, at Comic Con over the weekend because, mm-hmm. uh, well, there's there's two actually. One's out now, and this one is coming. I don't almost don't know which one because that spawns off into into a fork in the road. That Miss Marvel. Um, I'll, I'll go to the one that you. I mean, maybe you'd be a fan of the comic. I don't know, but you don't like the character. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm? When I say you don't like this Marvel character, what's the first one that comes to your mind that I like? Know. Punisher. Oh, <laughs> see, he's so far like down. I don't <laughs> even remember. Even <laughs> well, they announced over the weekend. It says because they announced a couple of months ago. They they go. Oh, Frank Castle's dead. They've like Marvel have ended the Punisher. And I'm like, of course, uh, yeah. yeah so, sure. but everyone Ev- kills everybody. Everyone's died at some yep. point. Superman's dead. Obviously, he's been brought back. You know, Batman's died a bunch of times. You know, Iron mm. Man's been killed. Spider Man's been killed. Spider Man got turned into Doc Ock, and then he's back. This shit, nothing sticks, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're, they've got to keep these same characters who seemingly don't age interesting by doing random things with them. Well, mm. obviously, the Punisher changed a couple of years ago anyway with his logo. He adopted like this, the skull with the crossbones because there were certain groups out there and seemingly um, uh, specifically in America. I don't know. I'm in Australia. This doesn't happen over here. Where that. they were adopting the Punisher logo Ew. as their own symbol going, Gross. well, the things that we do and that we believe in and certain acts that certain people, again, small minority, but still sometimes with loud voices or with loud, yeah. you know, consequential actions, we're using the Punisher symbol to go, well, this is why we're doing this because this is what this character would do or it's just, it's a symbol for that sort of this act. This is why I don't like this character. Sure, but it's misunderstood. So then Marvel, mm. okay, cool. So they give him the crossbow and they change up his logo, which I, I, I love the Punisher symbol, but I love the skull. I love the Phantom. You know, yeah. he means my number one. So I love the image of the skull. The Punisher well, is different. And there's also a Marvel character called Crossbones. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> they give him the crossbones. I thought the crossbone logo looked like shit. It looked yeah. like you had to put crossbones on but you couldn't quite use this uh, it's been done before we're not in the 1800s and we're not pirates yeah. um that no they killed him now he's in like a spirit world and he's no he's he's dead like marvel they're not writing about him anymore and i'm like why is every online outlet making a big deal out of this he will be back mm. like we've known for months now john bernthal <laughs> is coming back in the daredevil tv show <laughs> what <laughs> He'll, he'll come back to life and his new local be a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's misunderstood again. Well, yeah. this really, again, this is just Marvel Entertainment's like tweet, okay? Mm. So there's not much to go on. Frank Castle has disappeared. But a new Punisher saga begins. Joe Garrison, a retired S.H.I.E.L.D. Black Ops agent, is brought back into the action after his past rears its violent head. Now, fine, great. But have a look at the image of the announcement, the first comic. I don't know. Mm. This is him and his Punisher outfit. Now it's a very different looking skull, but there are no there are no crossbones there. It's kind of like a 
you know, 2099 version yeah. of the modern day Punisher, right? Where it's still got the eyes, it's got the slits for the nose, it's got the three for the mouth or the teeth or whatever. Yeah. It looks like a mech version of the classic Frank Castle yeah, Punisher. Right. So it's strange to me that they've killed off the Punisher because of what he seemingly represents to a loud minority, mm. only to then basically bring him back with a different name. Yeah, that, and, that, that's like a hate group putting green lanterns on their chest mm. and then, yeah, killing off Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan and, then, and bringing in Kyle Rayner yeah. and going and still... It's just it's, it's not the person; it's the symbol. Very strange, yeah. and and I, weird. I guess I'm scared because I love. I mean, we we barely got to see it until the final eight seconds. And I know you weren't a fan of the Punisher TV show, but I love mm. Johnny Bernthal, and and especially the first season. I really dug and uh and but he certainly had elements of the costume. But it wasn't until that like the final shot where he shows up and he's got the black trench coat. He's got the black shirt with the very clear, certainly clearer than it ever had been prior to that, white skull, you know, tucked into pants with like a black utility belt and he's holding like twin um, assault rifles and just mowing through, you know, this this horde of, you know, drug dealers or gangs or whatever it was in the final shot. I'm like, great, that's what I want to see. I want to see that image. Now, we don't know for sure whether Daredevil in the Marvel uh, Disney Plus series is going to be the same as the Netflix one. They're never going to tell us that because as soon as you say it is, people then have to do three seasons worth of homework. As yeah. soon as you say it doesn't, you piss off the fans of the Netflix show. You can't win until it comes out and then it's too late to make any difference. The Punisher is coming back. That's what we've learned. That John Bernthal is coming into this. If he comes back, regardless of whether he's the same one we've seen before in his own show and in the Daredevil show, I don't want them to bring him back and give him a skull and crossbones look because I hate mm. that look. I almost want to say, well, the TV show is going to act differently than the comics, but you can see the TV show. Like the only people looking at the comics and stuff that, like, the fact that they changed the comics is kind of laughable. It's them putting a band aid on a, you know, on a bullet hole because the people that are watching that aren't or reading that aren't the ones probably out there doing the stuff. Yeah. They're, they're the people that are watching this show or watching the movie, seeing the, the image and whatnot. And again, they're misinterpreting the message and what would have probably been a smarter idea is to send in the comics or make rather than change the comics logo write a comic where the punisher goes to an lbgt rally and defends them from uh someone who's coming to attack them or something or going to a black lives matter or something where people are using his image to fight against these groups rainbow skull something like that right give him a rainbow skull for pride month because then people they're gonna not read the comics anymore but those weren't the people that are reading the comics in the first place and they're gonna drop that image as being something that they believe in very quickly um was it bud light or whoever it was the the beer they tried to cancel (laughs) just have him skull on a couple of those yeah yeah that would have been bad i feel like in the background yeah yeah because if you bring in frank castle back in the tv show what what difference does it make that you've got sorry let me check again joe garrison like who gives a shit yeah that, I mean, that's just me because, you know, I know very little about The Punisher in the grand scheme of things, but I just think as far as the way that the mainstream audience intake comics compared to how they intake movies or TV and what audiences intake those, like what difference is this change really going to make if that yeah. if that's why you're changing yeah, it? Yeah, they're not, they're not ad- adopting like John Bernthal masks. Mm. They're adopting skulls. Yeah. So it's like, well, it doesn't matter who you... Put like put a skull on their chest. Yeah, it's, people just go, "Oh, cool." Well, now yeah. I'm now I'm that one. I know, know. I know. Um, Archer, the TV show, did do that because they they had a spy 
organization. Mm. Um, and instead of being like MI6, blah, 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 theirs was ISIS. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then after all the ISIS stuff happened with Syria and stuff, they actually, like by like season five or six, they kind of quote unquote destroyed ISIS and mm. then they became something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of distance themselves from that name. We well, think Captain America, the, the, the new one, it was Captain America, New World Order. And then after a while, they go, oh, that's something that's being used by people that we don't know associate with. Oh. So they had to name it, rename it Brave New World. Which, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which I, Brave New World just, I don't know. Between the two, I definitely like New World Order a lot more. Yeah. I feel like that says a lot. But when they go, oh, no, then people are going to associate this film with this real world group or movement or whatever. And oh. so we have to name it something else. And like that, that sucks when you have to, yeah. you know, when you have to bow down in, in certain ways to the lowest common denominator and people that just don't understand what they're, why they're using the things that they're using. It's a shame, yeah. but you know what? In in 12 months, that obviously, movie's out doesn't make any Obviously, difference. the story they couldn't adjust because like in my mind, it's like, well, that title to me said someone's trying to, you know, institute a new world order yes. and Captain America's stopping that. Yeah. It's like, well, Which that, is almost the perfect reason for keeping point, it. Yeah, you're keeping it. But obviously if it's if they're looking at it at a um more positive light and it's like Captain America's trying to institute a new world order to get rid of all the injustice of the crap mm. that's going on, well then yeah, obviously it's gonna And Brave New World apparently does tie into up. a into a um a previous storyline okay. on, on the page as well. So, yeah. you know, it, it all works. It's just a shame when we have to yeah. Yeah. Change it for those reasons. Now, the other thing that I want to tie into with the uh, with the comics, uh, with the uh, Aman Vellani changes of of Miss Marvel in the comics, uh, now that you know she's going to be re reemerging as a uh, as a mutant, from and it's an sort of egg. like from an egg, from a living island, yeah. um, is that that's you know you you test the waters with some changes in the comics. I think that's maybe why I'm a little bit hesitant around the Punisher thing because they again. Comics change all the times, but then something big will happen where they're kind of just like, let's test how our comic audience is going to see this because mm. that's what we're going to do in 12 or 18 months in the in the live action department. Uh, Blade has a new number one, there's a new series out, and uh, Marvel, uh, only this morning as, I'm, as uh, we're recording this, oh. uh, it's out now, but they've have written a little synopsis. A dark, ancient power has been simmering quietly for centuries, and when Blade unknowingly unleashes it, Marvel's entire supernatural underworld will come out of hiding to demand he handle it. Blade number one is on sale now. Now, the only reason that caught my eye to do with the big and little screen stuff which we're talking about is... I also love I love the old Blade films, um, and uh, what I loved about them it, it it existed in the old school world of of movie making of superhero um, content where every hero existed in their own world. Yeah, Batman was the only superhero in his films. Spider Man, Tobey Maguire was the only superhero seemingly in his films. Right, Blade, world full of vampires. Soon we're gonna have Mahershala Ali. Hopefully, still debut because that movie just keeps getting delayed and pushed back and renamed and directors falling out and blah blah mm. blah blah blah. Is going to make his debut as Blade, and I mean, what are there like forty vampires around the world, and that's why we've never heard of them before. I mean, we're kind of going through that at the moment where it's like, oh hey, yeah, we've had skulls on Earth for thirty years, but only now is it actually making any difference where people are starting to be doubled and things. And oh, by the way, there's a million of them, but most of them are just sort of you know existing in places. If they introduce Blade in a year or two in the in the live action, okay, we've heard his voice. Moving on, and go, oh yeah, vampires are out there. It's like cool. Why have we never seen even one effect from someone being bitten, knowing that that's a threat out there somewhere? I read this comic and saying, there's a dark, ancient power been simmering quietly for centuries, and when Blade unknowingly unleashes it, he's got to be the one to stop it. Now, in the comic, 
that works fine. He's already been out there battling it. We could still believe that Mahershala Ali's live action Blade comes into the MCU. There's been some. There's been a very light murmuring. There's been vampires, but it's always been so underground and so kept that it hasn't been a problem that's reached the surface world. Basically, I'm not saying they're going to carbon copy this comic, but does this indicate where they might be heading? Is this one of the times where the comics? are testing the waters or introducing a new storyline that is going to be what they've already adapted into the script that's going to become the film where something big is going to happen and all of a sudden, you know, vampires are going to be and, and supernatural elements, entities, are going to become much more apparent in, in the real world of the MCU that Blade's going to have to come out of hiding and become much more of a, a known person mm. even just amongst the you know the people that we're going to watch in the movies and that it's been it's been small up until this point o- outside of the wesley snipes blade where those vampires have been running rampant for ages they'd had you know um deals with the humans and the governments and things and there were thousands tens of th- hundreds of thousands of them around the world like they weren't a small problem it just wasn't known to everybody i just don't feel like they could introduce what the wesley snipes blade vampire world was into the mcu now without it causing Issues, yeah, yeah, because we were introduced to that world in the first film, yes. and it's just the way it, it always, always is. was. There weren't 20 something films mm. prior to that in that world where you heard nothing about it and heard nothing about these organizations and that kind of thing, yeah. So, yeah, I think that'd be good. You could, I mean, you could copy and paste stuff from Buffy quite easily, use mm. a hellmouth, you, you could copy and paste stuff from Supernatural with like the Devil's Gate and things like that, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely ways you could, yeah, just sort of, um. Blade's been doing a good job keeping everything under wraps or, you know, there hasn't been that many or they're focused. Like, Buffy lived on Hellmouth, so it's like supernatural things were naturally drawn to that town. So Mm. it was sort of limited to weird shit happening in just that one town in in California. Um, So, yeah, I think there's definitely ways around that. So, yeah, yeah, that's... It's fine. I mean, the MCU just all of a sudden they're having to deal with this a lot. It's like, how do you bring in mutants and then having them not always been a thing yeah, that we haven't come across. And how do we still introduce has me nervous. I still vamp- don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah. And that's the, I've been asking that for... Oh, we both, we just talk offline about how they're going to do this for so long. And now it's like, oh, yeah, they're going to have to do that with vampires too. And like, yeah. it just is a, there's a lot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this has all been in the background, but it hasn't been that important until that, now. Because that werewolf thing didn't really tie into anything, did it? I mean... I it never c- watched it. Oh, you never did? No. Okay. Um, I've, I, okay, not, not because of the quality. I just decided to watch it at 10.30 at the end of a week and, you know, I'm a tired boy. I can't sit down. Okay, I need to be up. Oh, look, I've done that to Star Trek. I've, I've put on a brand new episode of Star Trek and fallen asleep. We know I, how much you love Star Trek. It's not because the episode, you're just tired. Yeah, just tired. Huh? Just wrong time. I fell asleep halfway through. Uh, and I haven't gone back because I do want to put it, you know, I've got it, I've, I had a look this morning. I've got it on my Disney Plus app. I have it downloaded. I'm not going to watch it on my iPhone 14 screen. I want to watch it on the big screen and give it the, the respect that it deserves. It goes for like 45 minutes. I've probably had that much time to watch it. Uh, <laughs> um, at some stage, I just keep forgetting that it's because usually MCU something comes out and I watch it but having said that um, after we talk about uh, Secret Invasion once that all wraps up um, between now and you know Loki kicking off I would like to explore some of the things that I've missed over the last little period of time one of them Werewolf would be great because both of us haven't seen that Yeah, I have still not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania I have still not and that was this year at least and it ties into the MCU I've also not still still not seen Morbius, and I would like to experience that, uh, um, especially now that I've seen films in the Sony verse that have come out since then. 
that of course are not related but still kind of related how are they connected they're not connected why is this so confusing i've you know seen spider-man 3 and you know the like the venoms or, or, or uh, everything yeah. else that's in before and around that that doesn't doesn't make sense so uh i would like to explore hey, look, some of these I, things the other day I bought, I bought a big bottle of this like color changing gin yeah i'll bring that around and happily watch morbius and <laughs> Good. Drain that thing. <laughs> Let's yeah, good. Morbius and Werewolf by Night. We're real yeah. supernatural stuff that we've that we've missed. A rumor that came out uh over the last couple of days. It's you know, from a user on Twitter who look, I won't say reveal uh, not even really scoops, but it's like, you know, he 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 gets a lot right, probably a lot wrong as well. Anyway, mm. the rumor is about Daredevil Born Again, which has been affected by the SAG strike. Obviously, it's had to stop filming, but they were filming for quite a while. We've known also that it was going to be an 18-episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this six-episode crap that Disney Plus has been doing so far. Daredevil comes in and goes, we're having 18, which is kind of concerning because it's you you see what they do with six, you see what they do with nine, and it's like, all right, well, are you going to be able to sustain 18? Uh, Especially when... I think if if you go back to that old school, like... Um, syndication mm. kind of and it's just like Star Trek Strange New Worlds is for the most part doing that really really well they're just going back to episodic television yeah. where it's whatever happens this week almost has no effect on next week mm. you know and it's, you can just watch standalone and so. Daredevil I mean like we saw with She-Hulk they, they did a lot I mean that was what six episodes six, yeah that they were able to do the same sort of oh no hang on was it feel like that was more whatever it was it doesn't matter um less than 10 less than 10 is that they were able to do episodic stories but there were little bits and pieces that tied in to the to the grand season as a whole Mm. daredevil could do the same thing you you know you've got a case to case he's dealing the law blah 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 but you know the kingpins you know underneath it all or whoever is out there little bits and pieces along will tie into it so they could the rumor is that Daredevil Born Again will reportedly have two parts consisting of nine episodes each. And as this tweet puts it up, Maddie, I apologize, similar to Andor, um, which Ugh. Andor wasn't delivered in 12 episodes straight, but you could look at that as being four three-episode arcs. So I don't really get the direct comparison, uh, but it says the arcs will be very dark and mature in tone, similar to the Netflix version, and seemingly aiming towards a TVMA rating. That's obviously in America. She was was nine, by the way. Nine, right. I was trying to, because Daredevil came into it in what, number seven, I want to say? Seven. Went away back for eight, the app, come so back in nine. That's fine. So would you yeah, would you like would you like it to come in two blocks of nine? Well, I mean it's not probably to bring, not not to remember Star Trek again, but they ha- well had slash have two animated shows. Mm. They have Lower Decks, which is about to premiere its fourth season, and that wow. is uh ten episodes a pop. Yeah. You get that. They also did Star Trek Prodigy, which is the one where they brought back Captain Janeway. Now that first season was 20 episodes but they split it in half so mm. they did 10 episodes then we had to wait five months or something like that before they dropped the second 10 episodes mm. they've now they've since then said okay well you've got a second season but before the second season premieres we've cancelled it now because of the strike <laughs> and we've actually pulled season one from streaming services so you can't watch it yeah and because we don't want to have to pay royalties but then when we're ready to drop season two dot 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 <laughs> no one knows are they gonna drop put season one bag and yeah. blah blah so it's like prodigy only got two seasons but cumulatively it will have had as many 
episodes mm. as the four seasons of Lower Decks. Yeah, right. So I guess it could work. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, surely it can't be as convoluted as that. Mm. I mean, and it's... I wonder whether that rumour, if it is a rumour, has got more weight to it now because of the SAG strike, which... You know, we talk when we talk about that. We talk a lot about the writer strike in, and because I mean, the writer strike's been going on already. It's been going for like three months. SAG's been happening for a week and a half. Um, the writer strike of two thousand and eight. I forget this. It lasted like a hundred days, right? So Something it's like lasted that, yeah. three months. I mean, movies for like a good couple of years were affected by that. So many TV shows I know, like that I have on DVD, where it's just like just that one season that has instead of twenty six episodes has like twelve or yeah. thirteen. Scrubs, Supernatural, yeah. Some other shows got cancelled completely and never got to come yeah. back. Movies and... that you can tell were you know half written or mm. speedily written towards the end of their you know pre production because they needed to meet a deadline, a, a release date that they'd already set beforehand, and you watch them now and you're like, oh, that's just not a great movie. It's like, yeah, but it probably could have been yeah. had all that not yeah. happened. So. <laughs> They're, they're talking this strike. I mean, it, it could last another couple of months. could go into 2024. So the idea that they release this in two parts, I mean, they don't film these shows chronologically 100%, but maybe for the yeah. most part they are generally. They could release nine, wait three months. Netflix, I mean, in a couple of days they're releasing part two of The Witcher. They did it with Stranger Things. Yeah. And especially for Stranger Things, it was a great way to build up more hype because the they cut it, what was it, five episodes and two or seven and two or whatever it was. And also less people who don't binge it straight away give a chance to catch up Mm. and then they're not ruined by spoilers of the big thing at the end happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of vibe. So, um, but I also feel like there's there's probably an element of probably tax breaks and that kind of stuff around it as well. I know here in Australia, like my beloved Sea Patrol, Mm. they had five seasons. Each season, they had to change the name of it. So season one was Sea Patrol. And then um, season two was like Sea Patrol 2, The Coup, and Sea Patrol 3, Red Reef, or, mm. you know, things like that as a way to get better tax breaks and tax cuts and right. stuff like that. So you look at, like, the Netflix Daredevil, and that was, what, four seasons of 10 episodes a pop or whatever three, it was. Three, yeah, yeah. I thought, like, did they only get three? Yeah, only three, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And it's like some of those were much more successful than others in terms of telling a 10-episode story. Mm. Sometimes there was episodes in the middle that were just little standalones, but then there was an arc. I think if you're going to do, yeah, like nine episodes and nine episodes, it's like, well, don't have just three episodes worth of story Mm. and then drag it out over nine episodes. Years ago, we were saying the same thing about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and over on our DC chat, we said a lot about those CW shows. Hey, look, if you want to give us 22 episodes, fine. You don't need a 22-episode story. Yeah. You break mid-season anyway. You have your mid-season finale. Yeah. Give us give us two seasons in one. Which, you know, towards the end, mm. S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing that. Yes, yeah. The trouble with that then being is they had an 11-episode story that could have been told in four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and there was still that drop-off in the middle of yeah. like, what are we doing here, guy? Mm. And just spinning your wheels. And it's like writing to the end of the episode it's like nothing happens nothing happens nothing happens nothing happens something really big at the end of the episode mm. to trick you to come back next week and then it gives you nothing like that's CW that was their format yeah, so yeah. I think just I don't care about the format and how many episodes and how you're going to release it just tell me a good story mm. like again with Strange New Worlds happening at the moment which you know Craig and I are reviewing on, on the channel episode 2 of this season fucking just Phenomenally good. Yeah. Just a standalone story. 
and then some of the other episodes this season, absolute dog shit crap. <laughs> like there's a musical episode coming up in a few weeks. It yeah. just looks terrible. <laughs> but then last week's episode, spoiler alert, Craig and I haven't um, reviewed it yet. Uh, the episode that dropped early, it's the crossover between the Lower Decks cartoon yeah. and the live action. I thought, this is going to be shit. Mm. I'm like, Lower Decks is fine. It's not my favorite. It's fine. Like mm. it's, it's, it's a solid middle of the road kind of thing. I'm like, not a problem. I thought this is going to be bullshit. I fucking cried at the end of that. Really? Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fu- it was. I was laughing in some points. Yeah. There was poignant parts. They fucking nailed that whole episode because they just told a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I don't care how you how you wrap it up and how you present it to me as a package. As long as the present inside is good, mm. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right. Well, I mean, we're probably not going to find out anything concrete about any of that for a long time. But you know, I think that almost makes me feel better about it. And because of the way that, yeah, like Netflix um, specifically are, are releasing in their two parts and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I think that would be good for the story if they knew that Ooh. they could only, yeah, tell tell a nine, deal with it, market it, hype it up, and then let it market itself for the next half. So yeah. uh, whether or not that will affect how it continues on in its production, um, we'll see whether that's a good or a bad thing. But, yeah, we're probably not getting this now until the very early, the end of 2024. And then, you know, they yeah. have a Christmas break and then we kick off 2025 with another nine episodes. And yeah. hopefully it's hopefully it's great. Something else that is coming very soon, this is very much more for me than it is for you because you're not a gamer, but uh, as far as the Marvels go... Well, well, it depends if we're talking Pokemon or not. This is true. Pokemon this is true. or Lego games. Sorry, there's a very big asterisk next to yeah. what I just said. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was another trailer that came out over the last week and it was for Spider-Man 2 uh, on PlayStation. Oh, okay. It's not Nintendo, so I'm out. It's not. Um, <laughs> have, have you come across any... Any of it, like in, in on Twitter at least, and any algorithms that just pointing Spider-Man content um, in your direction? No. No. I still haven't seen the new Spider-Verse movie either. Yeah, No, I mean, neither of that's another one we're going to have to catch up on because... Oh, that's right. You took the kids oh, there to bail. It wasn't even the kids' fault, but it was just a horrible movie experience. I end up having to leave after 45 minutes. People that have watched it, I had to leave after the Spider-Man India scene, which was incredible, and then I had to take off, and then I was gone for like 15 minutes. And I'm I'm not going back in because I'm Ooh. missing a key 15 minute like exposition yeah. dump that's going to change the rest of the film. And so I just never went back. So I well, feel maybe, now maybe you can watch the other version. Were there two versions going around? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's yeah. some little tinkering differences out yeah. there. Um, but I feel like yeah, well, there was one night where you came over and did I make you play the first Spider-Man game on PlayStation? You or made did... me play a Spider-Man game. I don't know if it's the I first one. I think it was one. that. Yeah, but it was like yeah, it was like the the red, the red, blue, and white. Yeah, the big suit. white. And we were like on the top of a construction thing, and I was like, like take like, down here, some guys. take down these fist goons, and you're like, okay, and yeah, yeah, nah. Well, okay. I mean, no, that I game. Need get, I need to get you to play my Lego <laughs> Avengers game, which you, I did, where you can be Spider-Man yes. in that, and it's so much easier to take out villains in that. I mean. I'm sure it just is. Button mash. And my kids have also got it on their Switch, so I should probably play yeah. it more. But there's like the Spider Man, the first one, it was excellent. It's I remember, so yeah. good. I've still never finished it. My kids have <laughs> clocked that thing time after time after time. And I just, I, I started it again like a month ago, and I've only had a couple of hours to play in that time. But my aim is to finish it before the new one comes out. I think it's in like October. I still wait. Let's be honest. That's three months away. That's never <laughs> happening. But that's my that's my dream. But they released yeah a new trailer for uh, for the new. It was a story trailer, so uh, it wasn't a lot of gameplay stuff. It was just like the cutscenes along the way. But uh, yeah, new story details come mm. out. It's set nine to ten months after the Miles Morales game, which was set uh, itself a couple uh, after the uh, after the first game. The story is described as 
simple human story. Peter will push people away once he gets his new powers because the Venom symbiote is in this one. Uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales are struggling with their personal lives. This is Spider-Man. Big surprise there. Miles is trying to enter college. Peter is underwater on payments for Aunt May's house. Mary Jane now works for J. Jonah Jameson at the Bugle. Miles will confront Mr. Negative over the death of his father, which is from the first game. Harry Osborn plays a major role in this story. Craven is the catalyst of the story, which if I Ooh. if you watch a story, uh, a trailer that I will send to you from geez, four, six weeks ago, it was a gameplay trailer. So you actually see what you can be doing in this game, which is excellent. You, you're Spider-Man with the with already the symbiote powers, but it's prefaced with a uh, like a cutscene of Craven hunting someone, and then it's just like basically he's bored and he's like, I need a fresh hunt, I need a bigger hunt, the one that deserves me basically. Oh. And then someone's like, Oh, check out New York, and it's like all these villains, there's Spider Man, and he's like, Oh, new playground, let's go. Cool. Uh, on, a, on a level of of thirstiness, how does it compare to the Craven? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Um, Look at me and all my sexiness. Not as sexy, but I still think there would be, it'd be a thirst trap for a lot of people. It's, yeah, it's Aaron those, Taylor Johnson in maybe, fans. maybe 10 fans. to 15 years time. Okay, right. Yeah, but still keeping up uh, the same sort of swagger and chest hair. And, yeah. 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 So um, anyway, I'm, I'm sure if anyone's interested in the game, uh, the, the trailer is out there. But what was interesting about it, and you might know more about it than I do, because when I think Venom, I think about an alien symbiote uh, that, However it got here, it came here from outer space yeah. somewhere, right? It's an alien entity, and uh, that's how it comes down and attaches to Peter. But I, I yeah. do know that there are other iterations of the character where the symbiote was created in a lab. That looks like, again, I haven't finished the first game, and I've read a lot of comments, people bitching about what's happening in Spider-Man 2 based on the trailer. People go, someone didn't play the first game. But uh, that's where it's heading, is that the symbiote is actually a, a created and invented thing uh, as a means of maybe supering up people, which I would prefer it to be an alien thing because that's classic yeah, Venom. Yeah, I feel like, isn't that, that's supposed to be Carnage. Carnage mm. was, at least in the cartoon, the old 90s cartoon, it was an attempt, like they were experimenting on a sample of Venom left behind mm. and created Carnage. Yeah. And then Carnage was designed to kill Venom because yeah. it's kind of like his dad, but kind of not, kind mm. of, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, um, I don't know either. I, I think, though, that's the better, because it is a very well-established thing. I don't know about this next part, because the trailer, it definitely doesn't put it in your face and tell you this is what's happening, but there is a line at the start of the trailer where, I'll play it now. But I need you with me, Pete. We're gonna heal the world. And then at the end of the trailer, Venom says this. We're going to heal the world. Okay. Yeah, so as far as the trailer is at least trying to make you believe, and people are now going, is Harry Osborne Venom? Is that what this trailer is doing? Uh I believe in one of the more recent cartoons, mm. he, or is it Flash? Well, Flash definitely was Agent Venom there for for a touch, yeah. Um, now, in the what I liked about the first game, the first game starts. You're already Spider Man. Um, it shows his room. He's got newspaper clippings of Spider Man having taken down the Vulture, the Rhino, Shocker, all these uh, bad guys, right? It's set eight years after Peter Parker became Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man since he was fifteen. He's now twenty-three. He's been a hero for vigilante for eight years. But as you come to learn through the story, he's working for Otto Octavius. There has been no Doc Ock yet. And throughout the story, Doc Ock comes to be and comes to be quite a formidable foe. Norman Osborn is the mayor of New York City. Oh. Seemingly no indication that he or the Green Goblin exist. 
So I thought, oh, well, they're going to build in the sequel maybe, but no, in the sequel, we're I th- eventually going to bring Green Goblin into it. But then the fact that Harry now is not going to get the chance to be some type of Goblin, is he just going straight for Venom? I don't know. Like, oh, it's going to be an invented you know, created symbiote and Harry Osborn as opposed to an Eddie Brock is going to be Venom. I don't mind them changing things up. You know, the first game, again, Doc Ock has not been around ever, but through Spider-Man's first eight years, that seems crazy. But I was glad that I got to experience that happen in the story already being a a veteran established Spider-Man. But I don't don't know how I feel about Eddie Brock not being Venom and instead Harry Osborn being Venom and it being also a uh, an invented, a created uh, symbiote. It's so, a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Mm. I was just looking it up. Um, I think where I got confused is in the Ultimate Spider-Man, I believe it is, it is Flash Thompson who is Venom, becomes Agent Venom. The reason I got him confused with Harry is because Matt Lanter voices both of those characters. Right. He voices Flash yeah, and yeah. Harry Osborn, and that's where I got, yeah, I got my wires crossed. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I mean, again... I feel like you do one or the other, not both. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a creative mm. trailer. I mean, even if we do get the, yeah. the created Venom, uh, maybe it's just a, a well-told, well-done trailer. I mean, Harry says that line to Peter, seemingly before all this happens, at the beginning yeah. of the story. The symbiote then does take over Peter throughout the story. He adapts those powers. It obviously changes him. He then, I assume, gets rid of it, as we know that he does. Venom then takes over somebody. He's he knows stuff about Peter. He retains yeah. those things. And if that's a very important thing that Peter and Harry have got going on, the Venom symbiote maybe takes that on board and uses it as some kind of, you know, mental Or maybe I'm thinking maybe from a creative point of view, like the writers have gone, Oh, we've got a great idea. We're gonna make Harry Venom mm. but so we don't anger the fandom, we're gonna make it not the real Venom, we're gonna make it mm. this venom that we've created yeah. so it doesn't touch that other thing yeah. not realizing they've just made everyone angry about it a, a different <laughs> again, again. a different aspect of it which is the problem with trailers fans getting angry never, never. heard of marvel it. fans never well that's coming out in uh october um both digitally and of course on disc and i look I forward s- to hearing your review in 2027 thank you so much you give me so much credit thinking that i'm going to touch that <laughs> the next four years now, I mentioned this because a uh, great friend, great listener of the show, John Savage, uh, mm. he sent me something last night. Mm. And this affects S- both of us. <laughs> it was a late night text. Now, when I read this, Matty, I'm yeah. glad you're sitting down because right. this, this is something that's going to hurt both of us. Uh-oh. Disney yeah. is apparently, mm-hmm. gets this apparently, mm-hmm. Disney is apparently ceasing all physical media in Australia. Wow. And then the article reads, according to Australian retailer Sanity, which don't have any physical stores anymore, but they're still very big online. You can Mm. buy all your physical stuff online. And pop vinyls. Disney will cease all physical media in Australia with the final release to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is... Pretty going to be pretty close. It's it's hitting digital, I think, mid August. I want to say on Disney Plus, yeah. and so a Blu-ray release will be within a month after that. Posting on its Facebook page, this is Sanity. The retailer said, "Farewell to Disney's physical media in Australia. Act fast and don't miss out on your last chance to own your favorite Disney classics, MCU flicks, Star Wars movies, and more at Sanity." Before linking to this catalog of every Disney and Fox mm. property. Now I read that and I'm like, hang on, that doesn't say exactly that like i think people are jumping the gun naturally 
Commenters were a little confused, but Sanity assured them that this was the case following up with exactly what I didn't want them to follow up with. To help clear up any confusion or questions, there is no way we would post this if we didn't know it was happening. Guardians of the Galaxy will be the last pre-order. Bringing the pre-order thing, I think, doesn't clear up all confusion. You should say it will be the last release, the last like home release or whatever. Yeah, but that is that is interesting, and it comes at a funny time too because another retailer very much do have physical stores. Uh, JB at the moment are having this mad sale on Disney, Blu-ray, and uh, and DVDs, and it's all around. Hey, if you buy one of these discs, it's all down to ten bucks. And so I've got a lot of gaps in my MCU over the years. Yeah. Uh, I think almost everything since Black Widow was the first that I didn't like rush out and buy. Yeah. So uh, I've got a, I've got a few to make up. Not again because I didn't like the movies. I just can see if I have Black Widow. That's yeah. Question, as soon as, you know, I always said, no, nah, I'm all about physical media, but the more and more yeah. streamers that I got, it's just so much easier just to click yeah. play. And, you know, both you and I, we love our physical media, but I'm like, man, I could go through my box outside. I just moved house. I could go on through and find that or I can literally pull it up in three clicks and it's in oh, 4K. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I do, I do use my streaming service. Like I, I, I comfort watch Star Trek quite regularly. Mm. I can't tell you the last time I pulled my DVD off the shelf, but I like the comfort of knowing it's oh, yeah. there. Yep. Specifically when when you know certain shows get pulled from streaming mm-hmm. services, I'm like, well, that doesn't affect me because when I do want to watch it, I can just pull out the DVD. Yep. During the pandemic, I've spoken about this a couple of times, during the pandemic uh, and the George Floyd stuff, Scrubs pulled three of their episodes because there were instances where they did oh, blackface. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people blew up the lights going, oh, you, you know, all the fucking neckbeards, oh, you shouldn't be pulling that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, the creators of the show and the actors, including Afro-American, all felt uncomfortable. So they're mm. like, well, we're going to pull those episodes until we get a chance to get into an editing suite, edit around them, and then repost them. It's like, mm. well, A, fine. But B, if you were a real fan of Scrubs, you would have the physical media anyway, which point yeah. that version that you want to watch is always there is always there undisturbed yeah i have that version there so it's like if i ever decide i need i want to watch that to see what the deal was about i can i can look at that mm. but i also just watch it on on disney plus yeah you know the thing that will get me off streaming services is the talk that um netflix is gonna like up it to like 13.99 a month and include ads i'm like you, you can all get fucked yeah because i read i don't know where it was uk maybe or maybe us i don't th- I, it wasn't australia um 90 percent sure about that that they had removed their cheapest tier which was like you know $6.99 yeah. with ads they have um, removed that so may- maybe they're removing the cheap one to bring in a more expensive yeah. one but it's with ads so it's not as expensive as it could be I, t- and it- I tell you what all the fucking strikers better be getting a massive fucking payday before I mm. sign up for that bullshit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way can you be whinging about not paying people what they're, what they're worth yeah, yeah, yeah. and then try and freaking up, up but it but we'll charge you even more to watch these things that they're in that they're not getting yeah. paid for so yeah, JB are doing this thing where you go and buy it, you then jump on their website and you register with your receipt number and you go in the drawer to win an all-expenses-paid trip to Sydney to see the Beauty and the Beast stage production. Oh, right? So yeah, great. Um, go and drop $10. And I thought, I went through and I'm like, okay, I don't own these like five Marvel films and I never got Rise of Skywalker you know, again, I'm not no, gonna, I'm no, not gonna no. be rewatching that over and over again. But it's the only gap in my Star Wars film catalog that I'm like, oh, oh, for no. ten bucks, I think I'll fill in the gap. I've got the first six, and then <laughs> um, uh, 
uh, what is it? What's the seventh one? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. That's, that's it. it. That's oh, where it no. ends. Yeah, that's yeah. where it ends. That's it. No, Luke, we... Luke grabbed that lightsaber and and uh, happily ever after. Yeah. That, yeah. that was it. That was all done. Yeah. So I thought, oh, 60 bucks. That's pretty good for six of those films yeah, on yeah, Blu-rays. Good. Oh, I'll, Blu-ray, even better. Yeah, I'll go through. What I'll, I'll do, I'll go there six times and then I'll have six receipt numbers. I'll get six entries in the draw. You know, play it like an absolute cheapskate. Turns out you can only enter the draw once Ugh. per person. I'm like, that. oh, and I only brought one movie. I went and bought Black Black Widow on the weekend yeah, nice. and entered the draw. But I'm like, I wonder whether some of it is. I mean, it's a JB thing, but JB yeah. are probably the biggest retailer as far as that stuff goes yeah, now, at least in Australia. I wonder whether this is, you know, conspiracy theory, you know, tinfoil hat wearing at the moment. Is this almost like a gauge, a little tester on the appetite for physical media? Maybe. I mean, the hardest part for me is. Netflix had Jessica Jones and, and Daredevil and stuff like that. And I got the first season of each of those mm. on DVD mm. and they never released the final seasons of those. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. On physical media. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had that blue ball scenario since back then yeah. of not being able to ha- have those complete collections. But also I have the most random, weird, nostalgic DVD collection of things that were never released here in Australia. So I just bought them like on eBay or Amazon and stuff like that, I bought the American version and I've just got a region free DVD player. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. How do you feel and how keen would you be mm. for one division to be released? I would like that. Mm-hmm. So if I told you mm. that they are releasing yeah. what they're calling a steel book version okay. of one division, here's the picture. Yeah. They're releasing it. There you go. You could buy that. You could put it on your shelf. Oh. The first Disney Plus Marvel series they are releasing as a steelbook collector is it to, o- fill is it in your, to fill in your gaps. It doesn't come with discs. What? <laughs> this come out overnight. They are releasing basically a case. So you can put it on your shelf because it's a Marvel Plus. A Get dis- <laughs> absolutely fucked. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This that, is real. That is up there in like the mid 2010s when I was furious because I bought yep. friggin' you know Lego Avengers or whatever for PC. You go in, pay your seventy bucks, yep. get your disc, and all the disc does is let you then download the entire fucking game <laughs> off the internet and chew up all my friggin' downloads. Because back in 2010, you didn't have infinite Wi-Fi. Mm. I had five gigabytes for the month, and it was a seven gigabyte download that took four. Da- I was furious. And then ten years later, they release it on a friggin' tiny, tiny little thing <laughs> yeah. for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yep. This came out overnight, and I was like, wow, they're, they're doing it. Because one thing I'd missed about with Miss Marvel before, they announced last week that they're putting Miss Marvel, which I thought was so funny. During all the SAG stuff, they're like, people aren't getting paid what they probably should be with the changes that are being made with streaming and how that doesn't then buffer on down to the actual people that are in the show and that are writing the show and directing the show. It's just going to the studio big wigs and, and whatnot. They're the ones making the extra money. The other people aren't seeing their share of it, among other things, obviously, that then Disney come out and say, hey, Miss Marvel, we're going to put that, I think it's ABC. They're going to they're gonna stream that on an actual network television station for people that don't have Disney Plus to be able to experience. Yeah, right. So they, they've done that with Mandalorian in the past, or at least a couple of episodes, but that's going to happen in September. Great for the Marvels. It's like, hey, if you see this trailer, yeah. 
you don't know who this chick is? Here it is. It's for free. You don't even have to go on Marvel. It's like, that's so funny. So you're going to be putting it on a on a commercial television station where you're going to be making other money from it. From the ad revenue. still Which would be for, hey, well, because of all this SAG stuff and strike stuff, it's going to limit what's coming out over the next couple of years because all these productions are being pushed back. So they're going to need to fill in those gaps. What do they do? Let's take yeah. something off streaming, put it on network television, yeah, uh, which is going to not help the problem in the first place, yeah. which is paying people what they deserve for how much people are watching Craig, the show. Craig said the other day, um, uh, Star Trek Discovery is being, is on like Channel 10 here because like Paramount mm. bought Channel 10 here. So now they're playing reruns there. Yeah, Actually, t- I, I just spoke about my beloved Scrubs and there's a fantastic Scrubs podcast that is out that is done by Zach Braff and Donald Faison. I uh, as as I jumped in the car to drive, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if there's a new podcast." I'll I'll check the thing and jump on. Jumped onto the iHeart app. No episode this week. We stand, you know, and it's a thirty second podcast. Mm. On when you look at the main screen, it says you know in in solidarity to the you know SAG and all the all the strikes going on. We're not releasing an episode this week. I click on it to hear the thirty second statement. Mm. You look down. It's a three minute and thirty second uh, file. Because there's a minute and a half of ads on either, on either side <laughs> of them saying we're supporting the strike, blah blah blah. Hmm. But they're still getting paid with their ad revenue <laughs> for that thirties. And it wasn't even Zach Braff and Donald Faison; it was their producer. I was going to say that. I mean, I know they're not allowed to, or they're very highly encouraged to not go on to podcasts to promote their stuff. Like that, that seems like a podcast that they would have been able to do because it's their own thing. Yeah, and they had the blessing of. Bill Lawrence, the creator, yeah. who guests on the podcast all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's but on it all the that's time. that's hilarious. But the fact that, yeah, iHeartRadio put a 90-second, a, a, a three, like, 30-second ads in front of their announcement, <laughs> then a 30-second announcement saying, we stand with the strike, yeah. we're not supporting, we're not going to come back until, you know, all that kind of stuff, and then put another 90-second of ads <laughs> on the back of it. I was like, get all the way fucked, iHeart. <laughs> Like that could be six fifteen second ads on either side. It could be you yeah. know three thirty second ads. Like there's a lot of options about money that you could be making off that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is uh, it says another MCU Disney Plus series makes history. It's proudly uh, Marvel Studios. Oh. Now this is someone else. This isn't Disney saying this. Marvel Studios officially unveiled new steel books for One Division, marking the first time that such physical collections will be released for an MCU Disney Plus series. Now, Maddie, it's not all loss. The upcoming physical release includes an exclusive steel book and full slip. So, okay, the case, an envelope, a folder, character cards, and postcards. Bitch, you can go on eBay and buy empty <sighs> DVD shit. cases, which I've done. When yep, I me went, too. When I wanted to condense down my uh, collection, all my things were, it's like, it's like 10 discs for a season, and they each had their own case. I bought one of those, like, 10-in-1, I think they're called, like, an Amaray case or whatever, yeah. and condensed everything down. Bitch, you can buy those, and guess what? I have a printer. <laughs> I can print out a picture of yeah. WandaVision on a piece of A4 paper and slip it in there myself. Get and just to add insult to the injury that you brought up, this new collection from Marvel doesn't have a physical disc, we know that, and there's no word if a digital download will be included. So, like, in the... Remember when they used to have to, like, put on a heap of, like, special features and audio commentaries on DVDs mm. to be like, Cut, you, you, this is the only way you can get this stuff, yep. you should get the DVD, come on, guys. Mm. And they're like, we're going to give you the case for your show. Honestly, and in the middle of all this, like... This whole thing is about hey the and I get it the the actors and the writers and directors aren't the only people behind it and and, and that's not 
necessarily what this is all about. It's about fighting for fairness for everybody. And like yeah. everyone goes, oh, you know, I spoke to someone last week. They're like, oh, I think actors do okay. It's like it's not at like when um, Robert Denny Jr. and Killian Murphy and Florence Pugh and Emily Blunt all left the Oppenheimer premiere in London because the strike had been called in America, so they they left. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, as if those guys don't make money. And it's like, yeah, Robert Downey Jr., he he doesn't have to lift a finger for the rest of his life. He's making that Marvel. No one's arguing that. He's yeah. there. And you go, oh, well, he's just going on strike now so he can get some time. He can have time off for the rest of his yeah. life. Him making a stand so that old mate who's been a background extra in Days of Our Lives or something like that, yeah. or, you know, being a, being a, 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 a the coffee shop attendant in, in Gilmore Girls, makes enough of his residuals because that show gets syndicated and streamed to within yeah. an inch of its life and, and finds a new audience every 20 years or whatever. Those are the people that they're fighting for. And those are the fights that should be fought where you have people that it doesn't effect yeah, you want because, someone who's in power that doesn't get affected by this money drama fighting for the people that it does affect that don't have as loud of a voice yeah i think i heard the other day, i forget who it is it's someone really random like um daniel radcliffe or, or anne hathaway or something like that they're currently working at the moment mm. because they're filming an independent film that has agreed to the terms yeah. of the strike and yeah. they're like yep not a problem done mm, mm. so they're allowed to go back to work because yeah. they're they're working within um the rights of the, of the new of the new agreement yeah so it's like and Radcliffe does he's not he's not he hasn't thought for that because he needs the coin yeah like he's another person <laughs> you know? he's just doing it for the love of the art and he's like yeah. okay well then you know every, everyone everyone on the show the writer like i heard a, a a wild i don't know how accurate it is but they said the the person who wrote the episode of she hulk that mm. brought back Daredevil mm. got paid like two hundred eighty-five dollars. Yeah, and that's it. And I don't well for the person that's, who brought that, back live action. That's their Charlie residual, Cox. and I don't know what I don't know how often residuals come. But Lincoln, my brother, he's an actor. He gets residual checks for stuff, but it's not like they come every month. No, you know they might build it. it might be a six-month thing. So that guy, I mean, that show is twelve months old. She-Hulk. So I mean, they might work the same thing. He might have got a six-month check for $390 for a job he did. And yeah. you go, oh, well, he wrote, he did his job. It's like, sure, but if everyone's getting, Disney is still getting paid, yeah. right? Marvel Studios is still making money every time you click play on something. They're earning their fair share of your $10 a month subscription. I, I get, you know, they don't have to release their numbers, so we don't have to sit there and go, oh, well, hang on, She-Hulk got, you know, 10,000 clicks, you know, this week, whereas some other show only got, you know, 600. So then she, we don't get that breakdown, and maybe that's part of the argument people are fighting for. It's like, well, if you reveal that, then it'll show how much you need to yeah. pay us. And then there's also talk. It's like, well, if they reveal it, it might show that no one's watching it and their stock prices go. It's yeah. so. It's, but it's, it's also like they said, like, you know, all they're asking for a total is like 1% mm. of the actual income. Between all the big studios, if you add it all together, what they're actually asking for is 1% of all their total income. Yeah. What's happening. It's mm. like, it's fine. Yeah. But then, yeah, I watched a great interview with um, Michelle Hurd, uh, who was just on like Star Trek Picard. And she's like, well, Sure, you might get paid a thousand bucks for a week's work, mm. or eight grand for a week's work, which is great. But you might not work for another six months, yeah. and then also if you don't make a minimum of like twenty eight thousand dollars a year, you don't get health insurance yeah, over yeah. there. Mm. And it's like, well, that's what that's what the residuals they count on is like getting residuals can pop sometimes pop them up over yeah. that over that amount, so they can actually like go to a fucking dentist. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Wild. Disney fighting the good fight there. <laughs> In the middle of this, again, I'm sure they didn't reveal this. It was just something that someone found out and went, let's go, let's push publish in this. In the middle of all this, we find out that they are releasing a show without the show. And you're just getting a 3D picture of it to put on your 
cabinet. Like it's just it's mind boggling. All right, last week the rock. That's got to be with all the the, the not to offend yeah. those people, but it's the Funko fans. It's those yeah. pop Funko fans. <laughs> you got like people saying, you know, actors are fighting for a fair wage, and then it gets revealed that the rock for his upcoming, I think it's Netflix film, Red One with uh, it might be Apple. I can't remember which of the two. Either way, uh, a streamer. Um, I think it's the one with Chris Evans. He's getting paid fifty million dollars, wow. which will make him the highest earning actor for any one project in the history of ever. And he'll be really subtle about that yeah. too. He'll be- but then the small, and everyone's like, really? In the middle of the strike? This is what yeah. the fuck? And then this morning, it's been revealed some, and I cannot find the dollar amount. So it's not like The Rock's coming out on his Instagram story going, hey, this is what I've done. Mm. That he has made a, what they're calling an quote unquote historic donation to the SAG-AFRA sort of relief fund, basically, the foundation that they're saying is the biggest single donation they've ever received to the foundation ever. So, you know, he makes 50 million. He might be dropping two. He could be dropping 10. He could be dropping all 50. Who knows? But it's like, you know, you've got these big voices that are on the picket line. They're painting signs and you've got someone like The Rock who's dropping some money. It's like, it's good. We wish all this was done, not because I want people just to shut up and get over it. And this is how the system works. It's like, I want all this just to go back to normal, as do they. Yeah. None of these actors want to not work again. None of these writers want to not work again. Yeah. Um, they just want to be able to afford groceries yeah. and healthcare. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want in the middle of it, Disney releasing a steel book without a disc in it just to piss on the whole argument. The fact. What, I don't know. I'm, thank you for the soundbite uh, at the start. Of that. that might be how we promote the episode. All right. Finally, we can get into what with what time we have left. We can uh, break down the penultimate episode, episode number five of series one, maybe the only season of Secret Invasion. And it was titled Harvest because finally, Matteo, we get a little bit of context around what's going on, what people are fighting for. And I got really excited as we're, you know, at the start of it, it's like, hey, you, whatever Gravik's little offsider that he ends up strangling to death with his Groot arm saying, you told us where the Avenger DNA was and it wasn't there. And it's like, oh shit, that's what he's in the hunt for. Later on, yeah. Nick Fury says, we went in and we sampled the blood and I've got that somewhere. It's like, holy shit, dude, after all the things and said and done that, that have happened so far, you're, you're, you were still somehow planning on maybe cloning the Avengers or whatever. Like you just never quite learn. And I loved all that. But then in hindsight, I'm like, this, maybe this would have been good info in like episode three. Because yeah. I'm getting, re- like, again, what happens with all these Marvel series. And you know, we, we came in a couple of weeks ago. We really, I thought we both of us quite enjoyed episodes one and two. And episode three, quite liked. Episode four, I quite liked. I, I still liked, um, you know, my, you said, uh, we said offline episode four, you know, elements of it made it maybe the weakest of the of those four at the time. Episode five had well, a lot think, of great moments as well. I but between episodes one and four, Three out of four of the episodes ended the same way, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. someone being shot. Yeah. Fake um, out. Fake out. Yeah. Well, Maria so, well, Marie, pretty... we, we don't know yet. <laughs> it's very vague. Gaia, back to life. Um, and then Talos, I was like, well, until next week. Oh, they burn his body. Okay, I guess he's actually gone. Yeah, and it, it was the least, like, goodbye. Like, at least with Gaia, she had, like, a fuck you moment to Gravik. Mm. Right? Maria... We've seen her. She hasn't, maybe has never fully gotten her due, but it was a moment of uh, of of shock for her. She thought Fury, in that, in that brief moment, maybe yeah. she thought Fury was the one who had killed her. And it was a very emotional moment for another, a, a male character. Um, but it was an emotional character uh, moment for the main character of the story. So it had its own weight, 
Um, Gaia, who we really only come to know in this show, you know, she's sort of a background sort of feature little child mm. wearing makeup in Captain Marvel. Talos, like he's been the second main player in this series. And a lot of this series, some of the greatest moments have been the character moments, um, the dialogue between Talos and Fury. Yeah. And Ben Mendelsohn just seems to be having a lot of fun in this role. And it was not a send-off that you would give. Like, Gaia gets shot and you're like, eh, it's, it's, it's uh, Amelia Clark. You know, if that was a nothing actor, you'd be like, yeah, yeah they're dead. Because at that point, she hasn't done anything yeah. yet. And it's Amelia Clark, they're not doing that. She still hasn't really done anything in the show no. as yet. But they bring her back, whereas um, Ben which, Mendelsohn... Which, again, was weird because it's like, okay, so she had to quickly get into, like, an area and sneak in to steal these codes or whatever to prevent a nuclear war a mm. nuclear attack and then he's like okay get out but then she has the forethought to just quickly just jump into this top secret machine and turn herself into a super scroll mm. uh th- then we don't find it in the next episode i'm like yeah yeah and yeah. then the whole harvest thing like i'm still enjoying the episode the show but it's getting a little wonky in some of the stuff like i have a science question and it's like obviously neither of us are probably gonna know the answer but it's like just because you have a drop of blood, mm. it doesn't mean you know who it belongs to. Yeah, no, like, I... You have to, Someone has to have given a donation of blood and said, Hi, I am Tony Stark. <laughs> this is my blood. Here it is on file. Here's my DNA on file. Yeah. Then if you're just walking through a field of an old battle and you get a drop of blood mm. that was just on the ground, you don't... Yep. What? So unless... Uh, maybe it was just explained poorly, but it's like, unless the scrolls that were gathering, like the way uh, Fury said it, it's like everyone dropped blood or, or lost blood, even Carol Danvers mm. during the fight. Well, unless you're like the medic who is taking, like wiping it off the person's face, <laughs> yeah. putting it in a little tube and marking it Carol Danvers, mm. how the hell are you going to know whose yeah. is whose? Because, I mean, you go back to the, the battle just, for Earth. You could just get the ra- just a random... Um, Minion of Thanos's. Min- yeah, or... Yeah. Or just a just a random magic person yeah, from Kamatage. A Kamataj. Wakandan soldier. Waka- yeah. yeah. It, that's, that was what I thought too. After I'm like, you're making a real point. And this, I'm like, I believe that that could be the MacGuffin of this show. It's episode five. Mm. Oh, I wish this was maybe episode three or maybe four, but whatever, yeah. I'll deal with it. Uh, it's not really about that. It's more, you know, Fury v. Gravik and ideologies and whatever. But still, if we need a MacGuffin, okay, fine. But then when they mention it again later, and it, then you have to think about it again. Like On that point, I'll come back to it, but on that point, Olivia Coleman says to Fury, why don't you call your super friends? And him having to explain again, no, nah, this is personal. And I'm like, I'm starting to not buy that. Because that yeah, prior that to, excuse he had was bullshit. But prior to that, they've mentioned it twice in four episodes. And I'm like, I'm f- I don't need them here. I'm fine that they're not here. I'm, I, it's, it isn't a... Globe, no one would believe this is a global threat. Your prob- the problem yeah. is, is that you're having to fight a secret battle. It's a secret invasion. Do you know what the other the other problem is? Yeah. Is that he came down from space, from a giant space station where he has infinite resources. <laughs> and he's just like, nah. And then And he's up there with a ton of scrolls, right? Presumably. Yeah. Plus humans, because that's where um Monica Rambeau was working. She was working for Sword. Oh, no, he's on Sabre now, sorry. Mm, mm, mm. But it's like, well, why aren't you using those resources up there to do whatever you need to be done? Yeah. Like, and then, why did his eye patch need its own vault? Everything had its own vault. Yeah, but why did the eye patch... I don't know. And why is you he couldn't put, like... Just, you can just put that in the jacket pocket? <laughs> no. And then just put it in one? Well, that's... A th- is it, you know, people... 
uh, laughed and I listened to you know other feedback about this show and people were laughing about the idea that you know episode five of a six episode Disney Plus Marvel series that's when you get the costume right yeah. so like Miss Marvel finally got the costume that she was going to wear in the finale towards the end you know friend makes it or whatever Daredevil yeah. took him. 12 or 13 episodes the yeah, first time the around, you know, episode, and it changes yeah. around. And all these heroes, same stuff, right? Moon Knight got it first up, but then we see something different, or the the the, the, the secondary character, Daisy's a costume, whatever. Like, it's got a, yeah. that's, we've got to get you through all this. It's like, well, Fury doesn't, like, he has a costume, but it's not a big, loud, flamboyant superhero. Yeah, it is outfit. just a leather jacket. It's a leather jacket. It's a big trench coat and a turtleneck, and a, uh, which, you know, Sam Jackson makes a turtleneck look boss, uh, and an eye patch. Surely he's not going to have... No, of course he gets that back. Like um, in, unless it's like a technical, like a tech eye patch with mm. some fancy gadgets in it. Yeah. Well, like I get the the mentality of him suiting up. Mm. Armor, that's part of his armor. Like his mm. quote unquote, like his, you know, in his head. He needs to be armor. old fury again. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we said in our last wrap up about episodes one and two that fury not wearing the eye patch was probably more a Sam Jackson going, look, I, I'll wear this for you know, a half an hour shoot for a film or mm. I'll wear it over the course of three or four days for doing doing a film cameo. I'm not wearing it for a couple of months. Yeah, I wonder if his milky eye was all done in post. I wonder yeah. if that was a contact or yeah. He's like, you know, I'm I'm seven I'm early seventies. Like I can't block half my vision for mm. hours at a time over weeks and months of, of, of the year. Yeah. So I'm not wearing that. You know, just be just have Fury be totally okay for the first time in his life with having, you know, a cloudy eye and these three giant scratches mm. from an alien cat. Mm. Um but then we get back to the, the end of the episode, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to put the patch back on." And I'm like, well, "Yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, you look fucking awesome. Why though? Like, yeah. what, what benefit will that give you? To, I mean, obviously you're blind in that eye anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether you wear it or not. Is it just a look thing? Is it? Does he need it for how it makes him feel? Like yeah. we just is it about getting like back to that mentality it, of being old? It Fury? made sense back in Winter Soldier when he when, took it off. When he took it off. And it scanned that eye as yep. like a little backup thing. Mm. Great, not a problem. And I think he used this eye to scan to get his you know eye patch out of the vault, which is a whole chicken and the egg kind of scenario. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of moments like that in this episode because I was like, when fake Rhodey, show, like Rava, I think they called her, yeah. shows up to the hospital and Fury puts the gun to the head and, and Rava slash Rhodey says, you're going to need to kill me to out me mm. as a scroll." But then the very next scene... Sonya outs her boss by not killing him. She shoots him in the leg mm. and shows the other guys, hey, look, it's a scroll, purple yep. blood and green green skin. So mm. I'm like, was anybody paying attention yeah. at that? <laughs> and then when later on when Sonya shot the other scroll who had the scientist mm. in the... They go, that scroll didn't have a chance to change back to green before purple blood was spewing out of his head mm. onto the the scroll scientist. Yeah. So I was like, and as, again, not to bring it up again, but as a Star Trek fan who's dealt with shapeshifters a lot in Deep Space Nine, mm. maybe episode two, when they realized there were shapeshifters, they were like, oh, when you take a part of the shapeshifter away from it, it reverts back to its natural state, i.e. its blood. Mm. So let's just do blood screenings and that will show us who is mm. real or not. They could be doing that. Yeah. Like there's a lot of ways to out a scroll without yeah. having to actually kill them 
and watch them revert back to their natural form. Yeah, and I feel like it would have been if it was immediately after, like maybe he doesn't have his wits about him because like the president has almost been assassinated mm. by aliens trying to start a, a war between two nations on Earth. Like shit was really hitting the fan. He's just lost Talos. And that's, I guess, what I, I really liked about that opening scene where he's pushing the president through the hospital saying, it wasn't the Russians, it wasn't the Russians. Like if you can hear me, yeah. know that it wasn't the Russians. And then even when they're like, go away, you've got to get out of here. He's like... Just do not trust Colonel Rhodes or whatever Rhodes um, rank he has. Do not trust Rhodes. Do not trust Rhodes. And they're like, you've got to leave. And then he just goes over and gets a chair, puts it in front of the door that leads to where the president's getting cool, operated on with one pistol. And it's like, this is all I've got. Yeah. And this is not going to be enough to stop them because I just tried to cap Gravik in the head and he healed. This is not going to be enough, but it's all I've got right now. And this is where I'm going to be because in the be all end all, I'm trying to keep the president alive. And yeah. as long as he's alive, this war is not going to start. And this is all I can do. So I love that. And it was a moment of desperation. And the score was great. And the way that it was sort of shot. And I really liked it. But then, yeah, come Rhodes showing up, I thought, surely he's had time to maybe collect himself a little bit. And even the whole, like, I I don't know. I, I feel like shows like this tend to make a try to convince the audience of a bigger deal than what a situation or a problem might be. Like mm. Rhodes saying, hey, in, an, in 60 seconds, this footage is going to go around of you shooting Maria. You're going to be the most hated and wanted man in the world. Like, why would he be? No one knows him. Yeah. No one knows who Maria Hill they, is. Either. They're going to say, hey, for, and later on the news, is, hey, former S.H.I.E.L.D. director. It's like, S.H.I.E.L.D., what was that? Oh, that thing from like 10 years ago that was like an agency that yeah, yeah. kind of like blew up. and Because and it was all Hydra. That agency doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we've had half the world die since then. Yeah. What, like and one secret service agency doesn't exist anymore? And then remember like how I, like Nick Fury faked his death multiple times and there's like all these different yeah. um, headstones around because everyone's supposed to think that Nick Fury's dead anyway? Yeah, which I'd, I've, I'd, I've kind of forgot about the idea that everyone thinks that until he goes, oh, dead man's got to have options with all the headstones. I'm like, that's hilarious. That's a great yeah, idea yeah, from you. But I don't know. I don't The world wouldn't give a shit that this one guy shot this other person. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, because, you know. Because there was also the moment on the TV as he was bringing the president in mm. where they're like, oh, the president was just saved by a shape-shifting alien, mm. blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. Like, and, and then... If they have vision of that, which I feel like they threw to some vision, but I don't know if like it was obviously mm. live vision because there was no one filming at the time. But it's like Nick Fury was right next to that guy who saved the president because they were, and yeah. every single one of those um, army guys, like because there's that moment where they're all fighting Gravix mob, thinking mm. they're Russians, and then that one guy sees the reflection and sees that Talos isn't human and freaks out, and then Fury goes, "No." Keep fighting. He's with me. He's mm. he's fine. He's with me. And the guy's like, well, Nick Fury said it, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Where are all these guys coming mm. in saying, well, Nick Fury wouldn't have done that, mm. you know, and I, I can prove that there are, you know, yeah. um, aliens around that can change shape. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of little inconsistencies like that where I'm like, yeah. And they, uh, they, they kind of kind of saved it in that moment with Rhodey, uh, or oh, sorry, on the news, when the news are, hey, we're looking for this guy, and he's wanted in connection with the, you know, yeah, a, a yeah. attack on the president. I'm like, okay, great. That makes it more important. No one's mm. going to give a shit though. When the presidents uh, tried to, they tried to assassinate him. Whoever it might have been, maybe it's Russians. Who knows? Because you know, amongst all that, this one guy also killed this other person. It's like, okay, who? 
like, why do we care? Whereas, so I feel like when Rhodey's saying that to Fury and then Fury going, you wouldn't. And he goes, oh yeah, I really, really would. Like he's a, mm. f- like saying, this is a big deal. Fury, they're going, wow, this is a big deal. And Rhodey going, yeah, it's a really, really big deal. And I, I'm, as the audience, supposed to go, holy shit, this is a really big deal. Or I'm instantly questioning on, I don't think outside of this conversation, no one knows who you guys Ah, really? Yeah. Like, does and, that... and then also, like, just from a logistics point of view, it's like we find out that there's a million scroll. Rhodey's one. There's heads of state of other countries mm. that are scroll as well. The security detail for Rava slash Rhodey seemed to almost be aware of, like, he was in the back of his car mm. calling the guy Gravik. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. So it's like, how much are they involved? I was like, Sure, they could have replaced the president by now. And yeah. The way, the way they're playing off how close Rhodey is to him. And it's like, why bother Why bother orchestrating all this stuff to convince the president to do it when you could just replace the president, mm. have a fake thing, like a, 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 a battle between these two things, and then just have the president, their fake president, just mm. say what they need to say anyway, and then have Nick be fighting against that. Mm. Like, that, to me, that's a better way to tell Secret Invasion is already have them in it have the president as a scroll because it's like Nick's best friend is a scroll, but then there's also this other group of bad scrolls that they're trying to stop, and it's like that's interesting mm. because there's there's two sides, and it's like well now that you've killed Talos, mm. it's like I don't know, it's odd, weird deflection, but I swear mm. it's got to do with what we just said. The big talk at the end of the episode after the show came out was who did Fury call? And like, you know, a lot of outlets online are like, oh, he's calling Daisy Johnson. He's calling Captain Marvel. Oh my God, who's he calling? And it's when, like, when, when, where he makes that call once he gets his eye patch back and he pulls his phone out and he goes, Oh, at the end of this episode. It's time. Let's finish this. Yeah, right. right? It's time. Let's finish this. I didn't realize he was on the phone. I thought he was saying it to himself. Oh, right. No, no, he's Oops. on the phone and I am, am watching it. Didn't think anything of it. I go, that's Gravik. He's calling Gravik. We know that he's got Gravik's number. Gravik called him before. Oh, yeah. They had the little so thing. he's like, all right, let's finish this. Yeah. Now, in, in, it's a great TV moment because he just sort of then walks off into the yeah, you know, yeah. uh, into the bush and then the score kicks in and well, yeah, you don't need Gravik to hear. invited him. That's the whole reason he's there because mm. they're so close to where they need to be. Yeah. Because he got invited by Gravik. Because Gravik, remember, Gravik was like, well, come, we'll do this thing. Make yeah. sure you take your radiation pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. it gets a little spicy out there. Mm. Did even in the wash up or were you having rewatched it cuz i think i feel differently having rewatched it just before we started recording who do you think he's calling that's been the big big takeaway did you I mean, speculate you, or did until you... you just said it i didn't know he actually oh, made a call you said you didn't even know so, he called sorry well um, look the 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 hardcore sweaty marvel fan in me just wants what i've seen in comics and what i've seen in cartoons mm. and so i want nick fury with his charlie's angels which is maria hill um uh, Mockingbird and Quake. Yeah, that's what I want. Mm. I'm not going to get that. No, we're not getting that. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Like, I mean, like I'm enjoying myself. It doesn't like the more I think about it, the more it doesn't make sense. But in the moment, I'm just I'm enjoying the ride. Mm. Obviously, once we see the last episode, I might go, "Well, that I always say was the juice worth the squeeze." Yeah, Sonya is the still the MVP for me. <laughs> She's pretty great. She's this episode, incredible, really, really um, good. Well, I remember we talked about it in episode one and two. We weren't sure what her deal was, and now obviously we know that she's like now the 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 interim head of IFF. She's mm. been working for IFF or ISS, SIS, sorry, yeah, or whatever it is. Is mm. that that's what Peggy Carter was running, wasn't it? What was she running? The oh, I oh god, what was it now? Was it I ISS? 
I'm I'm assuming it might be the same mm. the same thing because it's Brits and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I did love the fact that because it's so far, Sonya has been infallible. Mm. Like she's just been on. But I just love that moment at the end where Fury's just like. Last I checked, Rhodey is a scroll. What? And you said I'd lost my touch. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's been so cool, calm, and collected the whole time, totally in control, and then she's just missed this giant thing where she gave Rhodey intel. Yeah. And or realizing. even two minutes later, which she's probably not one to know this information compared to Rhodey because it seems like they've dealt with one another personally. But when um, she asks Fury, hey, we're in Finland. Like, why here? Why would you keep it here? He's like, oh, this is where, you know, um, Priscilla and I honeymooned scrolls like the cold and then she's looking at him like oh hang on your wife's a scroll and he's like yeah now you get it yeah, right now, now you, you get, get what it. i'm doing sort of thing and so it was like a double hit of her just you know she's always two steps ahead or at least acts like she is and then she very clearly wasn't on two big reveals of people that are playing a role in this whole thing ssr so- SSR, that's what it was. Yes, I did just, just of course a little, it was. Just a little flexor. I just had to go and find my pictures from me at Avengers Campus oh, at Disneyland. Hello, where I, mate. Where I took a picture of me in front of the Strategic <laughs> Scientific Reserve. Reserve, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mm. keep going. Well, I thought it was graphic when I first watched it. Rewatched it like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Part of me, only again because of the way that TV and film is shot with certain characters, and if they're a recognizable face. People don't get it. It's not real life. You know, someone could go. I could touch wood. You know, I go on the way home today in my car. We don't get some big epic goodbye, right? It just, stuff happens. If it's in a movie, I get this long dramatic thing. I have a really sentimental talk on the phone on the way home with a family member. Um, It's like rain. Right, you know, something significant happens before, you know, I go up in flames. And I really hope that doesn't happen on the way home. That's all I'm going to be thinking be about for really, the entire yeah. half an no, hour drive. No editing while you're driving <laughs> home, please. Please stay awake when you drive ten, home. Ends at 10 and 2 the whole time. <laughs> and um, we didn't get that for Talos. Now, I've been waiting for someone mm. to have doubled up someone else along the way. There was that the moment in the restaurant where Talos faced off against Gravik in episode 3. Stabs him in the hand and walks out. Yeah. Gravik then, and I'm sitting there going, well, hang on. Guys is waiting in the car for him. Gravik then comes out of the restaurant. Like, he didn't chase Talos out because he just took his hand out. and was like, oh, well, there yeah. you go, I'm healing. But then seemed to try and find him on the way out. Gets outside of the restaurant, looks ahead over to the car. Yeah, the, the truck moves and the, two inches, and that seems to throw Gravik off. Right, and it just moved enough to cover him but between him and the car with Guy. And then once the truck got out of the way and Guy's standing there like, why, what are you looking at me for? And I was like, holy shit. Maybe that's Talos, right? Now, obviously, went on and no, that's not the case because we saw Gaia, you know, revert back to her original form when she got shot and, you know, she's been all uh, extremist up and all that sort of stuff. But it was sort of shown like, oh, and we know this show, anyone could be a scroll, anyone could yeah. be doubled. And the fact that Gaia and Talos had been talking about, you know, getting back on the same team prior to that, maybe that's what happened. But the fact that, okay, yeah, we're very much Talos, seemingly right up until that gunfight. When else is someone going to come in and double? He gets stabbed in the heart. I assume scroll hearts are on the same side as human hearts. Well, I mean, it's Gravik doing the stabbing, so he would he's know. going to know where to, where to hit. It happens. Fury then drives off and leaves a scroll looking Talos. So he's reverted back to his form. 
because he's dying up until that point, then seemingly he's dead. But we never see his body after that. Now we see Guy True. in this episode going to bury him, going to burn him, Darth Vader burn style. a body. It, it, I called it a Jedi funeral. Yeah. <laughs> while, while she was speaking Dothraki. Yes. Is... Oh, wasn't it? I'm like, oh, yeah. please, I've missed that, you know. <laughs> now she also has her mother's wedding ring that she puts on top of the body. Yeah. Didn't she find out in episode one that her mother was, she didn't even know she was dead until that point. So what, at what exchange did Talos give his daughter her mother's wedding ring? Mm. Does Let's move on from that. That's confusing. Well, the, the thing that got to me, and this made, I don't know whether this is stealing your thunder or no. getting you away, but how did they get the body? That like there's Because Priscilla mm. presumably is still kind of working with Gravik, but mm. then was also like on his hit list for not killing Nick and stuff like that. So did like Gaia said my father needs to be buried. So mm. she didn't have his body. The body was let Nick couldn't get that body. Gravik's people pieced out. Yeah. So they didn't get the body. So it's like Nick's people have got the body. You would presume all the, the people that were left behind, like the soldiers and stuff mm. like that. They're going to be freaked out by a green body. But then how did he said, go and see Priscilla. How would Priscilla have any connections to any of that mm. to then get the body? Like we didn't see any of it's that. It's like, in take terms it to of, Priscilla. She'll know what to do. It's like, yeah. they just lit him on fire. And she said a prayer. Like, yeah. But then when Gaia rocked up to Priscilla's house, mm. did she already have Talos's body? Yeah. Well, she got him in the trunk. Oh, that's right. She had him in the, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing is I really, in the, on the rewatch, I really felt the, the gaps that we yeah. the, of st the stuff that we just didn't see yeah. and and I think the thing I I hope for the most that it, now that I know there was a phone call I hope it's Maria because mm. and I spoke about this and when we did episode one and two the thing I loved about the first couple of episodes it was the the double cross of the double cross of the, the do they know that we know because Guy was kind of playing both sides with that whole fake out of the bombs mm. and all that kind of stuff so what I would love in this final episode is to find out that. Nick knew about that kind of stuff. Um, Maria took the hit so that she was a, a chess piece that was taken off the board. Mm. But then now that Gravik or Rhodey has released the visual Sorry, of... I'm just thinking of that, that Dumb and Dumber line of Jim Carrey what if she shot you in the head? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, and the plan's kaput. But yeah. yeah. Um, um, did that so that then, now that they've put out the vision of fake Fury killing Maria... He can be like, well, here's a live Maria that I prepared earlier. Mm. And it's like, it's that plan within a plan within a plan within a plan. Well, that would also like work that, with my um, issue. Ocean's Eleven yeah. style kind of thing. That would work with my issue that I have from the hospital scene where Rhodey's there going, oh, I'm going to release the video in 60 seconds. He's like, you wouldn't. Like, maybe that's Fury going, you can do it all you want, mate. I didn't kill yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, that's you him. Know? And yeah. he's there going, oh, well, my God, don't do that. I would, oh, I'd hate that. He goes, yeah, well, I'm going to do it, aren't I? Because mm. he already thinks he's two steps ahead of Fury, whereas maybe Fury is yeah. two steps ahead. And that's why I just think it was such a casual line. It could be graphic because he just spoke to Gravik on the phone yeah. but it could also be Talos it could be Maria two people that now because we had like Maria's mum for no reason yeah yeah and yeah and then we haven't seen Hyde to or maybe Hera sell to the audience her. this yeah. is real this is real and then what you're saying before about the whole like Nick and, and Rhodey thing because it's like Rhodey fired Nick kind of threw him for a loop did all that shit and then Fury came back and did the whole thing where he put the tracking device in the mm. in the drink and all that kind of thing which again Rody never still doesn't realize about any of that. Mm. So it's like, yeah, has has 
is this whole thing been just this orchestrated performance of a plan? Yeah. To get exact, that's the kind of stuff that I want. Yeah. Like in the same way that in Winter Soldier, Nick faked his own death for a reason. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you know that thing about how he took the thing to slow down his heart rate and all that mm. kind of because he needed to be. I'm pretty sure it says he needed to be taken off the board. Yeah. To be able to do what he needed to do. Yeah, and for other people to do what they needed to do. To yeah, like he's that for him good. to meet them at the end. Yeah, and then obviously we got the cameo of the guy from Black Widow, Mason King or something. Oh, that the, the, I'm, dead... I'm glad that's better than trying to pronounce his real name. Rick Mason. Sorry, Rick Mason. Mason King. I don't know where yeah, I pulled that close. from. Now, can I say I. Had a little case of accidental racism while trying really hard to not be racist because he pops up and I get I haven't seen Black Widow since the oh no I watched it actually before leading into Hawkeye because I knew that uh, um, yeah. uh, Florence Pugh was going to show up and my wife hadn't seen yeah. Black Widow so I wanted to show her, hey here's something we prepared earlier so that's a year and a half nearly two years ago since I've seen um, Black Widow since then though. I've watched a fair chunk of Handmaid's Tale. Now, this guy, oh, OT, yes. uh, he is... Elizabeth uh, Moth's A husband, husband in yeah. it, long-lost husband in uh, in Handmaid's Tale. So when he pops up in this, I'm like, hey, hey, it's the guy. It's the guy from the Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that's cool. And then I'm like, oh, shit, he was um, in Black Widow. Oh, wow. What a, I mean, what a strange cameo, but I actually like those low-key cameos. It's like yeah, this guy yeah, that's yeah. been a background player. He's the tech guy. He's the he's the, he's the the asset guy from mm. Black Widow, and now he's getting furious. I don't know where he steals planes from, but, <laughs> but, he's, but he's getting this plane. And I'm like, it, I'm, it's got to be him. So I just typed in, like, guy. I Honestly, it was such a basic, like, dad search Google, which is what I was intending it to be. Like, you know, guy who gets Black Widow things. Something like that. Guy who gets Black <laughs> Widow things in Black Widow. And it popped up with his character poster. Now, in Black Widow, he didn't have a beard. It was more like a couple of days' growth, oh, yeah. as opposed to having a proper, well-manicured beard in Secret Invasion. And so when I looked at the post, I'm like, oh, my God, it's not even the same guy. <laughs> I just looked at this black man and went, oh, you're like that oh, other bearded no. black man from another movie that was in my... You racist piece of shit, Mitchell. And the next day on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, it's not the cameo we wanted, but it's the one that we get and we deserve it. Oh, that's amazing that Rick Mason's back. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, it was him. <laughs> I wasn't being racist. It was the same guy. Excellent. Um, so that was a yeah, that was a fun little um, a little bit. No, like, and that's a real deep cut. Like, who in the writers' room is sitting around going, "Hey, you know who we need to bring back? Yeah, we need to get Fury on a plane. It's like he could just get on a plane, really. Like yeah, he could just yeah. get himself on. He's wearing a mask. Like he got well, he, into that country wearing he had that Land Rover there, ready to go. And Absol- oh, by the way, he's from space. <laughs> Can't he just beam in? Yeah. I mean, that's where I think we talk about the, the Dothraki. There's a there's a bit of a Game of Thrones season seven, late season seven problem with this show where they cover a lot of different ground. They're jumping between countries, between yeah, scenes. Yeah, he was in America and then he was back over in Brixton having that scene with yeah. Gaia. Yeah, and then but we're then in Russia. A, but, then, but then it was a big deal about him then getting the plane from Mason to then... Get to Finland. Get and to Finland. And it's like, well, he just jumped across the pond yeah. back and forward like several times. I lose so. a lot of track of where exactly mm. we are in this show. And I did like the the reference to the face mask thing. Mm. And it got a name, the Widow's Veil. Yeah. That's so clever. And I wonder too that they planted that seed when um, Livy Coleman, Sonia, yeah. says to him, oh, hang on. So a billion dollars of research and can only cover your face. What about the rest of you? He goes, that's the upgraded version. Mm. I've only got this. And it's like, hang what? Why say that? Well, I thought that was a reference to Black Widow because they had him in that. Like when, when 
Scarlet. Oh, no, they had the veils, but they didn't, like, change their entire body. Like, did that? we haven't... Did they? Like, just because it's like... Because it's like, um... Uh, what's the chick from The Mummy who was in it? Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice. It's like, well, her body shape is very different to a Scarlett Johansson body type. Yeah, okay. And they managed to... But you did only see them kind of pull the, the, yeah. the face bit off. Yeah. Um, but I just I've been the... thinking about that a lot with Mission Impossible. Like, oh, spoilers yeah. for MI7 uh, currently out. But that moment at the start where Tom Cruise and he's uh, facing off against um, Kittredge. And Kittredge is like, how are you going to get out of here? And he turns around and Ethan Hunt is wearing a Kittredge mask. And he goes, yeah. oh, of course. And I'm like, your body types are not the same. <laughs> You're not wearing padding. Like, you're going to walk out looking like a very thin but jacked Tom Cruise. This guy looks like a late 60s, you know, yeah. stocky guy. Like, you don't look exactly and, the and same. If he, and if he's over 5'5", five, five, then <laughs> you're, you're in, in trouble. trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I like the name, though. Like, just the, 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 the double entendre play on words of, like, Widow's Veil. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's super clever. Yeah. So, I don't know if they've been named this the whole time, but it's like that's the first like on-screen oh, it seems new. part of that name. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I'm with you, though. There's so many things that I want, and I really want to know, and I don't want it just to be from the, the director of the entire series. I don't want it to come from Kevin Feige. I want to see how long Rhodey has been a scroll. Yes. I need to see them stop Gravik, stop the people, go to the facility, Take everyone out of their little pods mm. and find out. In even if it's just a line of dialogue, I would rather have episode six for absolutely no reason, completely out of context. Start almost cold by seeing when Rhodey was taken. Yeah, was it post Winter uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Was it after Endgame? Yeah, ba- based on like because they're saying what's the line they're saying? He's been it for a while. Yeah, but I'm like, how long's a while? In my head, I'm going well. Based on the rules they're setting up in this show, which is just like purple blood and all mm. that kind of stuff. Well, it's like, well, that had to have been the real roadie in civil war yeah. when he got blasted by vision mm. and landed down. And obviously they have played up, like we'll play down the roadie was supposed to not be able to walk. And then suddenly he had like these bionic little thing and they've gotten smaller and smaller each time. And that was in Endgame, right? He was still wearing the brace in Endgame. I believe so, yeah. But he yeah. wasn't wearing a visible one in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or even maybe Infinity War, but I don't know whether we saw his actual... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, I was, I was talking mm. Infinity War versus Endgame. Mm. I want to say maybe even between those two, like with the five-year gap and yeah. stuff like that. So was it during the blip that he got replaced by yeah. Rhodey or something Which like that? one argument I've heard against that, or at least a plea, is no, the line about going back and strangling baby Thanos needs to be from the real Rhodey that can't True. be from a uh, from a Skrull. Um, but then, you know, I went back and watched the scene from Falcon and Winter Soldier where Rhodey is talking to Sam. Mm. And walking through the museum and talking about super poignant, great moment. I'm like, please don't let that well, be yeah, a scroll either. Because but- already it's like we've ruined, well, not ruined, but it just puts a different filter on the great scenes we spoke about early in this mm. series. Before you find out that Rhodey's a scroll, just the conversation that he and Nick had yeah. that were very poignant. It's like oh, they're still really, really good scenes, but yeah. it does take a little bit of wind out of the sails. So yeah, you're right. It's like. Please let leave the Sam uh, Rhodey stuff alone. Yeah, but. and and even though um, the threat will seemingly be neutralized, you would assume by the end of this series, they still feel like it, it's added stakes in hindsight if Rhodey has been a scroll for longer than just this show. Like if uh, he's, yeah, we, we he know he's a scroll be. here, but he hasn't like he's done stuff. But I want to find out. When could he have done stuff? Man, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be better, but you can't just go. Oh yeah. well, no, he's been a he's been a scroll since you know the first Avengers movie. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, and I'd still love you to watch it. But the um, I was talking about it earlier, the um, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes mm. cartoon. 
you find out, well, I won't say, but you find out a certain member, like a core member of the Avengers, not a, not a roadie level, mm. a core six member of the, yeah. of the Avengers is a Skrull, but you don't find it to like halfway during the season. Yeah, when you, unreal. When you see this person captive, like they open up a thing and the, and the person's there with like five days growth and a ripped uniform and all these kind of bits mm. and pieces. And then suddenly you can go back and see all the things that this person, like the character that you thought was the real one doing, mm. the, and you're like, oh, snap, that's why they did that. That's yeah, what, And yeah, they show yeah. you stuff in flashbacks, and it's just like, that's what needs to be done. Mm. So Yeah. Oh, I, and what I'm just waiting on, we don't know yet, but these are the sort of episodes, and we do it with like Mandalorian. We've done it with a lot of the MCU stuff, so it's a lot of Disney Plus gear. Where we go into these episodes and go, well, this better be two hours long. And the thing is, six months ago, we heard about this show. They're going, it's a six-hour story. There are six one-hour episodes. And the first episode was like 58 minutes. The next one was like 55 minutes. The last two have been like 34, 37. It's like, now we're heading into the final episode. I think things are really starting to pick up speed. And I was going to say I'd be surprised if it's over 40. I'll say I'll be surprised if it's over 50. I'll give them a 40-something minute finale because Christ, do I want it. Yeah. Maybe I don't need it. But I really want it because yeah, it, given it, there's like eight minutes of credits, it's like yeah, you know. like come on guys, like we just there's a lot, and I I one division was supposed to be ten, they end up doing nine episodes, then we get Falcon Winter Soldier had longer episodes but a shorter number of episodes, mm. and you're like oh, okay, they're all adapting to their own their own story that they're wanting to tell yeah, no seemingly not since then it's been except for She Hulk it's like and what if we're gonna give you six episodes yeah go and play. And it's like, do they have to be six? Because they seemingly don't have to be an hour. They don't have to be 30 minutes. They fluctuate in duration per episode. Why do they have to be six episodes? Like, I just feel there's so many moments that we've mentioned, even in just this conversation alone, that I would have liked to have seen expanded or things to exist at all, Mm. let alone expanded, that would have allowed character moments to mean a little bit more twists and turns like a roadie or like someone revealing themselves to be a scroll to have greater impact if we would have seen what that impact was rather than just go yeah been a scroll how long doesn't matter he's a scroll now mm. crazy right You're like hmm it's all gonna be it's all gonna <laughs> be fixed one, up in 45 minutes though in the next episode i saw one crazy fan theory where they're like this whole show We've actually been watching two Nick Furies. One's yeah, the real one. Heard that too. Yeah. something to do with a hat. Like, yeah, in... like when he's wearing a beanie, it's one. When yeah. he's not wearing, I think that's kind of screwed up now in the last episode where, Ra Ra, uh, sorry, Priscilla had the conversation with Rhodey in the church, mm. and Nick was listening in from like the courtyard of their house yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Because that was the first time I think you see the beanie one in that. In that scene, setting in or that setting. right. So I think that's been put. I mean, that would have been a really wild twist. Yeah. Like if Talos was working with, the, like every time we see Talos, that's the real Fury. Mm. But every time we see Fury on his own, it's a Scroll Fury. Yeah, like that would be fun. Mm. But then it's like, well, knowing that uh, one thing I thought was quite strange is that Scrolls are actually really bad at picking up whether there's other scrolls around them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fact that Talos, when he sort of had that weird moment in episode, what, three or four, mm. where he's like, keep keep my daughter's name out of your mouth. And mm. like when he said something, and he oh, like, yeah. he stood up and like grabbed him and then every single person in the room turned to um, into Gravik. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like they should be better at, at picking up little ticks on, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. You know who they are or not. Actually, go back. I know you've rewatched that scene in the lead up to this pod, but you go back and have a have a look at that because before that reveal 
which thankfully I actually forgot that was about to happen because that was a great moment of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't yeah. see it coming because I wasn't focused on what I, where they were. Well, I was also never focused. I was never focused on who it was reacting. Mm. I just saw everyone turning into Gravik. I didn't yeah. know whether it was a Talos oh. or a Nick. Or no, you're a, right. Actually, I think whoever. I'd forgotten about that too. Yeah. But prior to that, I was looking because the fact that they were having this conversation about like an alien invasion and and mm. and the threat and um. And his daughter secretly working for him, and his wife being dead. I'm like, there's a lot of st- you don't have these conversations in public. I found myself looking at the setting, the blocking of the of the scene, going, those other people aren't that far away. I feel like they're talking in a. Mm. Bo- now we can't hear what those people are saying, so we're I guess supposed to believe that, yeah, that they're magic. far. In- that's TV magic. But I found myself watching those actors being extras and having those conversations where quite often you look in the background of a scene where there's a lot of extras and two people will be talking and if I guess they're new to it or maybe they're just being over keen or the scene's running long, you see two people talking at the same time. Like you and I both will be talking now and really like expressing with our yeah, hands yeah, and yeah. smiling and our eyes are opening and nodding and both of us are doing it at the same time and I'm like, no one does that in real life. You, both of us couldn't well, have that conversation. Except for that one lady in... um. Uh, Doctor Strange. Remember the, the the one lady sitting in the wedding? Oh, and yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange just having that whole big thing on her own? <laughs> yeah. But then they reveal themselves to be scrolls, and then they go back, and they're back to being like extra actors, and yeah. they're really excitable having these conversations. I'm like, you yeah. don't have to do... You don't have to do this. Yeah, Everyone that, that is here... Is in on it. Is in on it. You don't, you don't have to, to pretend for everybody. Yeah. At that moment, they could have all just been staring at him, which would have been so much scarier. Oh, absolutely. Like, if they're all smiling and having extra conversations, and then they all reveal themselves to be scrolls, and then they sit down, and everybody's looking at him. Yeah. Holy shit, that's frightening. But they had to go back and be extras again, and I just found that to be hilarious. Yeah. I did have a weird moment, too, like from maybe episode three or four, when they had to go and um, stop the nuclear thing, and they had to go and, go and hang out with Bob. Mm. the guy there and there was that wildly just like intense scene where Nick Fury just like got a gun to the kid's head yeah Bob was a scroll. Mm. it was never established whether the kid was a scroll or whether the kid was the real son yeah yeah but then the scroll father was like didn't shoot Talos mm. to protect the son mm. and they hugged each other and stuff like that and they obviously they ended up killing Bob mm. But what about the sun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never got any resolution on that. Yeah, it's on whether thing he was just human sort of or whether he was a scroll. Move on from. Yeah. Yeah. That kinda that kinda bugged me. So oh, and just because um I'm a nerd, um when <laughs> we've been talking for two hours, mate. We're both nerds. Yeah, when <laughs> when Rhodey and Fury were talking in the hotel room and he's like, Get out of here before I have you defenestrated, I was like, I've never heard that word before. It <laughs> means uh, being thrown out a window. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so when cool. Rudy's like, I'll have you defenestrated, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> that sounds so much more threatening. Yeah, right? Who knew that it had its own word? Being thrown out a window yeah. has its own word. Defenestrate? Defenestrate, yeah. If I'm going to defenestrate I you- I will defenestrate I you. I will defenestrate you. I will throw you out that window. Yeah, you're right. Throw it out the window. You're like, eh, I've heard it all before. Yeah. You say, I will defenestrate you. Like, yeah. Is he going to operate on me when I'm living? Like, yeah, what? is that like, um, what's <laughs> that What's that term? Oh, it's in Archer where they go, I will literally emasculate you. It's like, <laughs> someone bring me a needle, a thread, and a mirror, and a knife. And people are like, whoa. Oh, no, emasculate. Yeah, it's, it's wild. So, it's like, well, that, it's like that scene from, um, what is it? Um, Perks of Being a Wildflower. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I will fucking blind you. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. I will massacre you. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great line. 
Uh, well, yeah, we're not too long away from the uh, finale, and I know I'm going to get that notification on my phone to tell me that it's up and ready to go. Mm. I'm going to open it up because I'll be out at dinner at the time. Oh, uh, we'll have you know, and uh, it's gonna. I'm gonna open it up to have a look, and it'll tell you. Right. Out at dinner, minutes. and you get the notification. Your iPhone 14. Someone's done all right. I oh, mean, I'm I'm going to a local sports club. Oh, okay. So my, <laughs> we can we can order the, chicken palmies yeah, while the, our kids the, play in the kids' the room. Two for one deal on a Wednesday. Wednesdays, kids eat free with them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, I've got four kids, Excellent. but my oldest one is big enough and hungry enough that I said, mate. You're going to need to start ordering an adult meal, and that way I only pay for three meals, as opposed to like I would pay for end up paying for four because my wife and I would buy it. We get two kids for free, but then we have to pay for the other two kids. Now, my oldest boy pays as an adult. I'm only paying for three meals. Oh, so you get three three meals. I've hacked and the system, mate. mate. I'm living Boom. in the future. It's any. It's like you want a cheeseburger or you want a big cheeseburger. Well, yeah. of course he wants a big cheeseburger. Because dad, dad will eat whatever you don't. And they make a like a dense patty. Holy yeah, okay. shit! Right. It's like it. eating. It's no. It's not even eating a steak. It's it's. I would say worse than that. He ordered. Yeah. He he ate half of it, and I'm like, I get it, man. A kid's burger is like half of that. I try to eat some. No, mate, can't do it. I had a I had a Big Mac nachos for dinner last night. I was going to say, where can you get that? But there's something you made yourself. Obviously. I made it myself. You just right. get talk to me. Just talk the to mince, me. the onion, the pickles, the burger sauce, all over the top of nachos, and then you just sprinkle your um. So you go and buy a Big Mac. No, no, no. You make all this? Yeah. I use, use You've got Mac sauce. Yeah, you, you can buy it from You buy Woolies, the special the, burger, the sauce burger sauce thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So yeah. you just cook up half a kilo of mince, put mm-hmm. some spices and some onion and stuff in it, mm-hmm. put that, then just make nachos. You put your mince down. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting your salsa in, you put your cheese down, you put some onions and some pickles. You see me like, I'm just swallowing because I'm having a water. I'm like, yeah. I'm now thinking, okay, on the way heaps, home I can go and buy a packet of sauce, Doritos. and Lettuce and some sesame seeds. Shit. i got a picture, I'll show you. <laughs> you got a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is how we envision ending our our Marvel podcast for the tomato, week. I added tomato to it. But, oh yeah. That's yeah. A, that just looks like a really fancy plate of nachos. Yeah. Like every every other home nachos you make, you're like, that looks like I made it at home. That shit looks like you've yeah. ordered that and Big paid Mac. good money for it. Got that off TikTok, buddy. Good man. Hey, TikTok's good for something, yeah. isn't it? Hey? All right, that's on your left. Episode 11, we await the season finale, series finale, probably, uh, tomorrow night. And just where the friggin' hell is Nick Fury going to end up at the end of it before he goes back to the Marvels in November? Maybe maybe the episode ends with him back in space. Yeah. Maybe maybe Priscilla will die and then um, Mm. he'll be able to go up there guilt-free because he's been a dick to her for Mm. the last 15 years. And you're hoping Maria. You're hoping Maria because, like, we've had... had Three Hill, fake yeah. out, or th- we've had three deaths so far. One of them has not been real, so we've still had two yeah. people die. I'm there going, maybe it's Talos and it's all been a ploy. You're there saying, maybe it's Maria and it's all mm. been a ploy. I'd want death to mean something, mm. but I also want I will be upset if one of them to not be dead. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it'd be great if it was both. It'd be great if it was both. What, not being dead? Yeah. Oh, um, but I also, know I want it, but it's like then nothing means anything. But then also, if Maria comes back and Talos doesn't, I'm pissed. If Talos comes back and Maria doesn't, I'm equally really as pissed. pissed. Yeah. So it's like, uh, if of any of the three people who had deaths, I'm actually okay with Khaleesi being the one. Well, who dies? Not to expand on this even further, you know. Uh, but the whole, you know, online theory about her being. Is it uh, Brant? Is it Amelia Brant? Uh, not Amelia. It's her name. Um, um, Abigail. Abigail Brant. My God. That was what I wanted. Yeah. That, yeah. That I she to... was going to die, and then we're going to go and find Abigail Brant in her pod, oh. and then 
Amelia Clark still gets to exist in the show. I just got movement. But be a different character. But her death actually means something because her actual character that she was playing, Guy, is dead, giving Talos a little bit more oomph because now his daughter's been taken from him not too long after his wife's been taken. But then she comes back to life as Extremis. What are we going to have? Amelia Clark playing two different characters that yeah. are going to have equal ongoing... Well, if you could kill what's-his-name Extremis, you can kill any Extremis, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God, are we going to have a stupid, like, Super Scroll versus Super Scroll battle? Well, that's the way these shows end. I mean, I didn't mind... Hey, I did not mind the kaiju fight in Moon Knight. I didn't because we had an on-the-ground fight going on with six-foot-tall humans, and then we had a giant, like, invisible kaiju fight going on with two Egyptian entities. That was fine. I didn't mind that. I just assumed Super Scroll versus Super Scroll is going to be boring. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, these shows tend to be like, hey, this with small, 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 massive something going on in the middle of, you know... Give me two different power sets against each other. Yeah. But then I think because people are talking about how like the, like we were going to leave, but then um, <laughs> people talking about like the four, the four powers that Gravik has mm. kind of could be Fantastic Four related because they're yeah. trying to make it look like, because that's originally how the Super Scrolls were made is they have all four powers of the Fantastic Four. My little theory is then maybe when the Fantastic Four are revealed later on mm. the way they get their powers is they're doing experiments from this using that machine maybe they try and recreate mm. the machine because that machine's going to get destroyed mm. and then obviously they do a variation on these four powers that that gravic had and mm. that's maybe it's they do, do a reversal and the fantastic four actually get their powers from a super scroll mm. rather than Could be cosmic the rays yeah or then the super scroll having to imitate Could um, be the way the mcu does it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. but abigail brandt is also a mutant so Oh, shit. We'll see. I didn't know this. Yeah, right. she's a pyrokinetic. Oh, so there's still room for her to come into it, you know, if it's yeah, not yeah. Amelia Clark. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. It's never going to be as good as we've made it out that it could be. But, uh, <laughs> Where? Um, hey, we could be right in this. Yeah. I feel if we throw as many theories on the wall as possible, at least one of them is going to yeah. stick. Yeah. Right? Hey, welcome to Twitter. I mean, I called it in episode two when I said Rhodey was a, was a scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as he said that thing about throwing the suit on and bombing that country, I'm like, that's not our Rhodey. Oh, see, I that to me was like a strangling baby Thanos type moment. Just <laughs> no, like, it wasn't cute enough. Yeah, you're right. He actually. needed a little at the yeah. end. Or so. He needed to make it cute at the end to make it roadie. And because what I forget what even country it was, but it seemed like it was like, hey, we're American. That country's small enough for us yeah, to make that some, joke. Like Kazakhstan or yeah, Uzbekistan <laughs> yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, Just some little know. European country. Yeah, and hey, Rava, is Rava. Rava's female? Yeah. Rava, yeah. Okay. I do actually. Rava do, got out of the shower. Rava put yeah. the towel up over the bosom. Yeah, and very, and very, I mean, I do that sometimes. But, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do, yeah, and very female. And Rava being a female, apparently Rava exists in the comics right. as, a, as, a, as a female scroll. Okay. Uh, I do like the fact that they're not gender locking stuff and mm. they're letting female. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah that's I think, cool. I think that's fantastic. Otherwise, that's, it'd be so boring. Yeah, it would be like, this isn't us being woke, guys, but yeah. it would be boring if like, oh, only a male scroll can yeah. pretend to be a male some, human. Some idiot on Twitter wanted when like Rhodey slash Rava got out of the shower, they wanted to be, they wanted Don Cheadle to be the one in scroll makeup. Hmm. So the the scroll oh, that was impersonating Rhodey to happens to roughly look roughly like yeah, and I'm like, like yeah. no, we don't need that. No, that's the friggin' idea, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And good that we so. finally saw um yeah graphic in because again I know we're limited by budget, otherwise we would nowhere near see these characters in their human form as much as we are. And I know they planted that seed, going mm. we're all trying to stay secret from one another. But like when um uh, Priscilla and Gaia are burying Talos, they could have very much just been scrolls that entire time. But then that's hours and hours in makeup. Yeah for these two actors and we don't want to do that and um, 
and Kingsley, the guy who plays um, Gravik, you know, we again, we're, we're wasting time if we're putting them in makeup all the time. It's costing yeah. money. But that moment where he nearly gets killed and then he stays as his scroll self to go out there and scream at all them like, yeah. who wants some, bitch? Yeah. It would have made sense for Gaia to turn back into scroll for the funeral, at least given that she had that line in the episode mm. about, um, oh, so how long have, have, has Nick watched you in your own skin and yeah. stuff like that? Like, mm. Gaia's very much like, I want to look like me, not like this yeah. person. So yeah. would have been good, but yeah, TV budget. Especially when it got revealed the other week, I think. I think it was revealed. I don't think it's it's like two hundred and fifty million dollars they spent on this series. Jesus, that's Christ. forty million dollars an episode, man. Fuck it out. And as a comparison, I know, you know Nolan. I mean, Amelia Clark's used to order a million bucks an episode. So I wonder what her, <laughs> I wonder what she got paid for this. After all the Barbie money and all the Oppenheimer money that those two movies made over the weekend, I know it's okay. It's, movie money, you know, tickets, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that these movies, I don't know, I forget how much Barbie costs, but they said Oppenheimer costs like $100 million. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, this is Nolan trying to do as much practical stuff. He went out there and, you know, blew up a bomb, a real bomb in a real desert. Like there's a lot of money being put on screen. That movie made $175 million worldwide in its opening three or four days, right? Secret Invasion, $200, $240 series over six episodes. Like, what? Uh, hey, Great. Where the fuck is all that money? Yeah. I mean, technically, we've all paid 60 bucks to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> also, that's the 60 bucks they would have gotten anyway, like mm. just for our monthly subscription. It's not a new 60 bucks on top of everything else. So. No. Like, for yeah. that money, put everyone in scroll makeup and ride around that part of the plot, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they had all those background extras in scroll makeup. So. Yeah. 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 That or tomorrow night's finale is two hours long and it plays out like a blockbuster film, which I don't necessarily need it to be. I don't want it to be. I want the fact that Gravik is fighting with his fellow Skrulls to make it more of a personal thing, that it's like him and a select few others that are actually still supporting what he does, maybe just him and Rhodey. And it explains away why Nick wants to make this a personal mission because mm. they have dropped Captain Marvel's uh, name twice. Everyone expects it. If it isn't one of the people we've mentioned on the phone, maybe it is her that he's calling, which would lead into the Marvels, but also we don't need her to come and save him just like we didn't mm. need Doctor Strange to come and save Wanda in the finale of WandaVision true it's about them keep it about them I was going to say but she is on Earth as of the end of the Marvels but that was also because of that she didn't plan to be here not the Marvels uh, Ms. Marvel mm. that she didn't plan to be here that was that thing where her and Ms. Marvel swapped, oh yeah and I guess swapped that, spots that then yeah places Ms. Marvel after that, that puts her that's from the first trailer that then puts her in space in the spacesuit but that was Nick oh yeah on the thing so yeah that, would, that wouldn't mm, that wouldn't yeah. work out because and you see it in this trailer oh, you see you see it in the trailer we watched before you see Maria oh sorry Monica is in the spacesuit going to touch the weird thing at the same time Carol is going to touch a weird thing mm. but then that's when Kamala's ra- bracelet glows which is at the end of her show yeah but then Kamala ends up in Monica's spot. Monica ends up off-world wherever Carol was, and Carol ends up in Kamala's bedroom. But Kamala ended up in space, in the spacesuit, while Nick was on Sabre. So that's mm. going to happen afterwards. So, so yeah, Carol wouldn't be on Earth at this point. But maybe, maybe it's Monica. Maybe it's Monica, and then that leads into the Marvels because Monica is then in the spacesuit with Fury on Sabre. Holy shit, we've come full circle and thrown another bloody theory into the... All right, happy marvelling, happy finaling. Maddie. thanks for coming in. Anytime.
I'm going to say thanks for coming in. No one knows where you've come in. You come into my place of work. That's why yep. I thank you. Otherwise, we're just in the podcast space. Everyone expects the fact that we're putting out a podcast. We are in the same place at the same time. I could make a joke about always coming in, but let's just... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm leaning too hard on that kind of stuff lately. So. Okay. Well, now that's how we're ending. So. Oh, great. Brilliant. Let's come in. <laughs> Get into Geek.